Yo, I want to start off by giving a special thanks to all my listeners, all my supporters. There's no way for me to really tell who's listening from who's not. But if you've listened to more than one episode, if you've listened to even one episode, if you even listened to just five minutes, thank you. Because you gave me a chance at some point. Thank you. But welcome back to the King Belly Podcast. I know I missed last week. Things happened that just, you know, I didn't have control over. So I wasn't able to record at all last week. But I'm back now. I'm back. And um, in today's episode, I sat down with Brian and we discussed a whole bunch of different NBA topics. So for all of my sports, not my sports fans, I'm sorry, all of my basketball fans, specifically to my basketball fans. This episode's for you and I hope you guys enjoy it. But first, quick word from Jay. They put you with a bunkie or single man. Homemade speaker out of the Pringle can. Can't wait to do your thing again. He's not as athletic as he used to be. Blake, that is. Yeah. So now he's starting to put more pieces to his game, which is good. I mean, that's what I feel like every basketball player should do. Right. But now we're going to see how well you can do it. I get that, but honestly, Blake has been this way since since, since Los Angeles. Nah. I just feel like the Clippers weren't using him correctly. Nah, he Because he showed flashes of the same um the same point forward shit when he was in Los Angeles. He tr- he been trying to do that for the longest. Like he likes to have the rock in his hand, like mm-hmm. on transition. Like he likes trying to be a fast break. And it, it I mean, it, it, like I said, he showed flashes of brilliance in doing this in Los Angeles, and it was working. But I feel like they tried to keep him into that. High flying power forward mode. They, they tried to keep him yeah, restricted, they, so to speak. They just and that kind of hindered, yeah, that that hindered his growth as a player. But is it really his fault? Because they put around him like really good pieces. I feel like DeAndre Jordan wasn't necessarily needed. They put around, and it's crazy because the other day I was looking at the, the Mavericks roster, and I was looking at DeAndre Jordan. I'm like, yo, if DeAndre had came had come to Dallas. When he was supposed to come, what three years ago? Mm-hmm. It'd have been so much different. No, well, not not only that, y'all probably wouldn't be able to get Luca. Y'all probably wouldn't extra couple games, so mm-hmm. everything yeah, happens for a reason. But yeah, DeAndre wasn't really needed on that team. It was it was they were they were playing two big men in the era where that that, that was obsolete. Died. Even now, him and him and Drummond are finding a way to make it work. But I feel like because Drummond is a better player than DeAndre, they're making it work. Yeah, and Drummond is not. Well, Drummond can shoot. In the like 15, 20 foot range from the basket. In theory, where he could shoot. Yeah. Like, DeAndre's free throw percentage improved a lot this year, too, though. Dramatically. Like, he, my son is shooting like 75% from 75% free throw. <laughs> That's from crazy. My man, using like 50, 50s, 40, sometimes pulling no, 42. He was, he was in the low 30s. Like, DeAndre was trash. Early in his career, yeah, he was in the low 30s. He was garbage. <laughs> to. To improve by almost like forty to fifty percent, it's crazy. That's I gotta, you know, <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta take my hat off to you. Because imagine Shaq would have did that, right? You type been, of player, the type of numbers he, he to put up, bro. If he was shooting seventy five percent. Nobody would have broken any of his. Like the great Michael Jordan probably would never broken his record. You think so? If Shaq would put it. Shaq, Shaq added that extra twenty five percent to his free throw this, percentage. Shaq, think about this. Shaq was the most dominant player in the league, right? Right. He was going to the line almost every night. Not almost every night. Every Maybe night. Every night. Imagine if he hit. If he took three free throws. If he took. If he made two every time. It's ridiculous. Right. Shaq it was, was it averaging was nice. almost like thirty points. Yeah, 20 he was already doing like, that. He so he'd already been putting up a smooth 35, 40. He would have been ridiculous. It'd have been scary. There would be no such thing as a hack Shaq. Right. 
Right. There would be no such thing as a hacker anything, really. Hack anything. Because he's he's the nigga that the hacker anything started <laughs> he with. He probably or originated broke so from. many records if he would have just made at least forty percent of his free throws. What's his what's his degree? That tends to happen to me a lot. Nah, nonetheless, though, yeah, because I be memorizing how shit's spelled mm-hmm. and then try to, like, type it out again. But nah, nonetheless, I still feel like Blake tried to put this, tried to make play this whole, you know, point forward shit when he was in Los Angeles, but they were forcing him to be a high flyer. And like you said earlier, like you mentioned earlier, that came to his detriment because by the time he's now in, in his late 20s, mm-hmm. he barely got knees. <laughs> Struggling to go, like, he can't defend nobody. Right. I saw Giannis put him in the rim. Put him inside <laughs> the basket. Nah, Shaq shooting 52% on the, on the career. From the free throw line, yeah, right? Yeah, from the free throw line. So imagine if that went up 30%. Because uh, DeAndre went up, what? 25, I think, because, yeah, he was shooting 54 last year, and now he's shooting 74. No, 58 last year, now 74, which is crazy. But DeAndre Jordan never had a bad free throw form either. Like he's just, I don't know. I don't understand it's, why he, he couldn't, he couldn't knock hand, him down consistently. Their hand can't fit the well. I honestly, their hand can't fit the ball. But their hands are too big for the basketball. The ball, so it's like it's like trying but Jordan to had huge hands. He kind of, but he was also six six. So. True. So he was smaller. So his his shot release is a little bit shorter. Yeah, like his arms are shorter. Yeah. And he wasn't that strong, so that yeah. works out as well Mike, too. Mike was a little bowler. But then again, I'm biased, so. But nah, nonetheless, the Clippers are still a surprising team. Like like we mentioned before we started recording, them, Toronto, Denver, like they have really deep rosters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's starting to they're starting to change the narrative. Because you know it was there was a, a good five years and it's still going on what people are saying. In order for you to win in the NBA, you have to have three superstars or you have to have a super team. And I think what those three teams did, they said, All right, we're gonna find a loophole. We're gonna find a way to circumvent the system. And they said Let's just get as many good players as we can get. Let's stockpile on all the good players hmm. so that we will always have somebody good on the floor. Right. And that's working out. It's freaking, it's Boston's fault, to be honest. How so? They the first, well, I wouldn't say that they're the first ones to really start the super team because super teams has always been here. Oh, you mean Boston as far as Boston 08? Yeah. Okay. They kind that of was the first super team that I remember. That you, that, yeah, that, that you I can like, I can see see I saw and actually watched. They, I mean, my bad. Any nigga my age jacking that they watched the Owen Lakers is lying. I just yeah. want to throw it out there right now. Unless, unless, unless it's highlights. Unless it's the the highlights yeah. or the hardwood clashes that Hollywood come on every summer. I was about to say, yeah. But no, other than that, there's something like you ain't watched it. We ain't see that shit. Not for real. <laughs> you were like five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way for it. It's like for when people talk about, oh, you didn't see Mike play. I was like. I saw enough of Mike play. <laughs> Wait, how old you? How old were you when Mike was playing? Oh, and like when I was, Mike, I was, I was in middle school at least. Okay. When Mike was, when Mike was, so when he retired the second, first feet. time, it was like 95. 94, 95. 94, 95. Yeah. So I was like first, second grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's good enough for me. <laughs> but right. now, by the time he came back, he was in third grade. So you mean to tell me that you remember watching Michael Jordan play in third grade? Games that he Listen, was bowling and, and I can rem- I remember specifically the baseline play on um Pat. 
I remember that play. That was what ninety four. Yes, sir. I remember that, and I also. Why well, you remember watching it? Yes, I do, wow. and I also remember John Starks giving Mike Joe the wreck. <laughs> Come here, stupid I I watch these games like I legit watch these games with my uncle and my cousin. Huh. Legit watch these games, and I was just like, I didn't know what was going on, world. But you remember the highlights? But I you knew remember that the there was this one man acting a <laughs> fucking fool. I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> And then, like, when I started to, like, piece shit together, I yeah. was like, All right, so this is the best nigga in the league. Nobody can stop him. Nobody can fuck with him. And it, I, it was crazy because my house, like, I was torn. I think that's when I really started to realize what sports was. Because mm-hmm. I was like, my mom, my uncle, mm-hmm. that's about pretty much it, are, like, really Nick fans. All right? So, like, my other uncle, he's like, a Knicks hater, yeah, but he is kind of a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> and his son, who's like my your cousin, who's I call him my brother, yeah, he's a Jordan fan, like he's a big Jordan fan. So like I'm watching these games, and like one of the house is like Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. The other house is like Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, damn, <laughs> am I am I supposed to be loyal to my moms and you know the squad, or do I stay loyal to this god right here, <laughs> this basketball god I see? Savant. Yeah, and then my mom was like, I know the ch- the choice is kind of hard, and I was just like, all right, psh, Mike it is, Mike it is, <laughs> Mike it is. And then I remember watching fucking Reggie Miller in the choke game. Yeah, man, my mom was sick. Like, it's only a few times I hear my mom curse. Mm-hmm. October when the Yankees are in the playoffs. Okay, calm, Bronx shit. And the Knicks, if they're doing really well, and she's like, all right, we need to. Keep it locked down and get like this. for like low key. My mom's more of a baseball head than a basketball. Same head, my pops. My pops. My pops watches is, more baseball. Which than is than crazy to me. Like, I'll come home. My mom won't talk about basketball. Not a soul. She won't talk about ba- baseball at all. She won't even watch ESPN. She won't even look at anything sports related. <laughs> son. But yes, channel is always bought. Mm-hmm. And if the Yankees are playing, my mom is watching all nine innings. Beastie. Like, off rip. Like, she's been to more Yankee games than I've been to any sporting event in my entire life. And I was just like, yo, my mom's really a baseball head. Like, you know how we talk about basketball? Yeah, that's how she talks like, about baseball. That's how she likes baseball. baseball. I'm like, so she sits, she goes to the game and she sits down and she, like, knows counts and shits. I'm like, <laughs> yo. In the, in, the, in the stands, political people right. shit, and shit, going like, back and forth. And I was telling, I think we was having this discussion, like, how we cannot watch baseball yeah. or some shit like and that. It's, like, too slow it's too slow And I was like, yo, when you know the game is, like, mad entertaining, that's my mom's, mm-hmm. yo. And she be like, she hit me up the other day. She was like, we got Robinson Cano back. I was like, why are you Why are you me? telling me that word? Why are you breaking this to me before Bleacher Report right. <laughs> let me know? I was know. like, how you know we got Robinson Cano back? So, like, she's a big baseball head. So... Growing up, Yankees was always a choice. Mm-hmm. That was like, that's a, a given. And that's another thing. I watched a lot of championships come through the Bronx. <laughs> a lot. Like, this, the next generation talk about their Yankee fans, ah, whatever. I'm like, all right, y'all cool Yankee fans. Y'all only heard about Derek Jeter. Word. Yeah, you see Derek Jeter in action. Derek Jeter in action. Like, I watched some good Yankee highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I remember going to bed stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, though, as a kid. Even though you don't really understand what's going on fully, you would still go to bed yeah, stressed. Yeah, you would like, go to bed stressed. Now I got to go to school tomorrow and go back and forth with niggas. Got to talk with niggas. And it's crazy because all the niggas are on your same squad at school. Like, everyone at school is a Yankee man. So what you got to be stressed about? 
Ain't nobody Y'all gonna be stressed together though But at the end of the day when, Now when it comes right. to basketball It's more like Right I mean we did have this one Ugly ass Mets fan but I'm dead I'm a Mets fan I don't know how my pop Well we live in Queens So I guess that's I, feel, I honestly feel sorry from. for you I mean, it's baseball anyway, it's so I, I, could, I could care less. Right, I mean, I, I, I could care less. And this is why I don't really take any, you know, negative energy from that. Because yeah. you, you're not really a baseball it's fan. It's what it is. So would you say that super team started with the Bulls then? No. In a sense. Well, the, Bulls, the Bulls wasn't a super team compared to the rest of the car the league? Who? Everyone said Mike won it by himself. Did Mike not have Scottie Pippen in one of the greatest coaches That's of all time? That's not a super team? team, though. That's just Mike and Scottie. But compared to everybody else, the talent gap was much lower in the NBA. Is, was it really? You still had Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. Those, those teams were on the back end of their careers, though. They were in their property careers when Mike was still winning. <laughs> they had Hakeem and uh, Kenny Smith, and yeah, see, Mike knew that they Mike 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 saw them coming. Took a little okay. time off. I'm jacking that, and I'm sticking to that theory. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think Mike saw Hakeem coming, and he knew that they, they, he didn't have he never had a center that could defend and stop Hakeem in a seven game series. And he said, you know what? The league on some other shit right now. Let me take a little. Let me step away so, as well too with this gambling shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want no attention being no negative attention right. being drawn to me. Let me go. Let me go throw this baseball bat around. <laughs> so are you saying Mike hey, was yo. trying to pause? Shit, let's not start that again. Right? So wait, are you saying Mike was trying to keep his his um his finals record perfect? Rem- perfect. I think he was trying to keep it perfect. That's a good argument. I think you should I never heard perfect. about that before, but honestly, like I said, I'm very biased. I never heard about that. So you just. So you I never. I honestly never even. I right, put it like this. So you think Michael I never Jordan, thought about that. Okay. I never thought as a reason as to why Mike retired. I thought it was probably because of his daddy dying. That that was also, that, that was also a factor. Right. I felt like his daddy really wanted him to play baseball, and his daddy never got to see him play baseball. And he low-key wanted to play baseball. So I feel like that was kind of a way of saying, I want to go play baseball in honor of my father, just to try it out. Mm-hmm. I never, honestly, to be like dead ass, I never thought about like the league to where it was. Because when I was watching basketball, I was looking at John Stocks and Karl Malone. And I was looking at all these other greats in the league, like Clyde Drexler and them niggas. I'm mm-hmm. like, Charles Barkley and all. I'm like, yo. This is a great ass, you know what I'm saying? NBA <laughs> season. So a lot like, of competition in the season. A lot of competition, now. especially when you, Orlando was coming up. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they saw um, what you call it. They played them in the finals. They went to the finals listen, actually. Listen, in 94. Or, Orlando, oh, 94, Orlando's organization is dumb as hell. Yeah, dumb so, as hell. They even even in recent years they still want some dumb shit. Dumb shit. So, like that's the like that was my thinking. I wasn't thinking. Oh, Mike saw these niggas and was like, all right, I'm gonna take a little break. And get some strikeouts. I didn't think that. I was thinking. I think that thought came to mind. I think it came like that wasn't the deal breaker, mm-hmm. but that thought crossed course, my mind. Like, you know what? I can't even. It. I may not even win right now. Of, Fuck it. I'm taking course, a little tips and time. Like emotionally, he wasn't ready yet. My nigga, daddy died, and he had some gambling issues. So right, he, some gambling like, issues. And he was cheating on his wife every other weekend. So you know, <laughs> you know, Mike was like emotionally not ready. It's not stable. At he the wasn't. Time. So I feel like he had to. He wanted to do something that he wanted to do because you know basketball wasn't his his first, first love. love word. Like he's just a real dickhead, and he's a real competitive dickhead. <laughs> So like, and that's uh, you laugh, but I'm serious. His high school coach was like, "Nah, you good?" And he was like, "Word, I'm not good." Nigga said, "Nah, you dumb." He was like, "I, right, I'm gonna show you." And he just so happened to fuck around and be one of the greatest of all time. 
of all time. I don't know. I still feel maybe maybe it's my maybe it's my recency bias and based on the highlights that I've seen and based on the few Bulls games that still air, mm-hmm. but they seem like a super team, super team to me. Like in retrospect, the teams that he faced in the finals and the teams that he went up against in the Eastern Conference before he got to the finals weren't great teams. You know what, what I mean? mean? I feel like they were great teams. Oh, Utah wasn't a great team. They were. All right, Utah was. When low I say key, great as Utah, far as they had. They had. They had Paul like Thomas. Utah was. All right. The reason why it's not super super team is because if you take a lot of the old school basketball players mm-hmm. and tell them they could do the shit that we see right now, the niggas be, would be dog a lot of like Utah was really stacked. They had shooters and defenders and post players. They had Greg Ostertag. And Carmelo. And Carmelo. Why? <laughs> they had Jeff Hornacek and they had Byron Russell. Mm-hmm. Why? They had um, <laughs> they had John Stocks and Shandon Anderson. Why? Like you. But had, I mean, these, but were these teams not on the back end of the career? That's what. That's my argument. They I don't think they're on the back end it, of their career. To me personally, when you have basketball IQ, it doesn't really matter if you're on the back of their career because Carmelo wasn't on the back of his career. When he lost to Mike in the finals, because mm-hmm. he went right to LA and almost got himself a final. <laughs> I mean, got himself a ring. A ring, yeah. So he wasn't really on the back of his girl. Gary Payton. I forgot he went to the league exactly like in 04. Gary Payton, when he went to the uh, finals, he wasn't on the back of his career. I mean, not finals, uh, Western Conference finals. He wasn't on the back of his career. And then he left, went to LA, and then went to Miami. Like, these niggas weren't on the back of their career at all. They were like in the peak. About to drop. About to drop type shit. They were like nice. Like, imagine if, imagine if, if Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, and Devin Booker were on the same team, <laughs> and Dan Marley, what? And Amari Stoudemire. Can you imagine? Like, imagine yeah. if you told these niggas, Charles, you could do whatever. You could be Draymond. Right, and a, that a era, faster, at that more, era. a faster, more athletic, more skilled. He was way more skilled than the Draymond. The bum ass Draymond. I He's hate, I hate more. seeing Draymond take a jumper. I, I hate, hate it. That. It's so unorthodox. <laughs> it's so boxy. It looks ugly. It just looks <laughs> like it just looks ugly. To I me. hate seeing him take a jumper. Like, can you imagine if, if um, Delphi Shrimp niggas don't even know about Delphi Shrimp? Okay, <laughs> Delphi Shrimp was the Clay Thompson before before Clay, Clay Thompson. Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was six, six, eight, six, nine. Just knocking down jumpers. Tray ball, like he will get hot quickly in a quarter. Imagine if he had the green light all the time. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Clay had the green light all the time. I mean, Clay does have the green light all the time, but this league is so buddy buddy. Everybody wants to play best friend, best best friend. So it's not really. <laughs> now, when I mean the green light all the time, I mean if Clay was the first option on the team. You think Clay would be able to flourish as the first option on the team? Uh, like for example, if you pair him up with a player like. Who's it? If you pay over to play like Jokic, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like a big like, because if, if granted, years the league is getting smaller and the small ball that funny shit. But if I, I'm still sticking to the mindset that if I have a dominant tool, mm-hmm. I want a center to pair up with. Him. Me too. I, I say if I had a dominant point guard, I want I a power forward to pair up with. Him. I agree. I agree. My thing is, if Clay's handles were a little better, up to par. Okay. Of course. But if all you gotta do to supplement that is just get you a point, a pass first point guard. But then he and I'm making it sound all the easy. He, of course, it's harder than that. But but then he, I feel like he wouldn't be the star of that team because look at when Rondo went to Boston. Boston, they were now not the big three. They were like big three and Rondo. 
or they were the big four. Like, they were like, that. he's now a part of that superstar because he's the pass first. He's the orchestrator of this entire offense. The Chris Paul of the team. Like, yeah, but it's kid of the team. But but either way, you would still be the first. You would still be the first scoring. All right, give him. You would. I put him like this. You get. You got to give him like a Ricky Rubio type. Yeah, because Someone, even though Ricky Rubio is a path first point guard, yeah. he's definitely not going to overshadow. He's, he's Clay not going to overshadow. You're not going to worry about him trying to kill you with his offensive right. prowess. Like you still got to have to worry about Clay. Like if I had somebody on Rondo and Clay on the same team, I got to worry about Rondo. About Rondo, because he's going to create for Clay and for everyone else. Yeah, but Rondo's a net overall. And Rondo is the sure. best point guard. Ever? Him, not ever. <laughs> nah, I'm mean, not say ever. I'm mean, like in our generation like for, type shit. It is recent era. It's really tough. Him and him and CP are like neck and neck in my opinion for best point guards, like true point guards. I'll take CP over, but the thing is, Rondo's more durable than CP. That's my only argument with CP. Like, Rondo and Rondo's CP. Bigger. CP doesn't have it. He doesn't have like an athletic built CP. That is ironically, these are two niggas that hate each other. These right. are two niggas that everybody hates. Either, either right. you on Rondo, no Rondo bandwagon, or right. either you on a CP bandwagon. As far as NBA plays. But nah, I just feel like Rondo, like you said, Rondo has, it's crazy because they're two of the best pass first point guards, like traditional point guards. And it's like what Rondo lacks, Chris Paul has. And what Chris Paul has, Rondo lacks. Chris mm-hmm. Paul lacks the body, but he has the skill set. Mm-hmm. Like he has a shooting ability. Mm-hmm. They both, they're both good defenders. He has a shooting ability. He can create for himself. He can mm-hmm. create for others. Rondo can create for, for his, himself and others, mm-hmm. but he can't score the way Chris Paul can. Mm. However, he has the body mm-hmm. that Chris Paul lacks. So it's weird. It's it weird. is. Like, at one point, Rondo's putting up crazy, ridiculous numbers. Like, he was doing insane numbers in the playoffs. Like, I've never seen. And I remember CP, or New Orleans CP, when he was him and Tyson Chandler. Him, he, Tyson Chandler, and David he West. Was, he was doing some crazy shit on that team. Like, with the little, with the baby blue unions. Yeah. <sighs> the yellow. I was like, yo, Chris that team Paul, was filthy. Chris Paul could have been, like, if he went to the Lakers, that would have been. Yo, if that mm-hmm. trade, if they never rescinded that trade, the whole Lakers franchise trajectory would be different right now. Yeah, complete. They would have had at least four more rings. Four more? Wait, no, he got traded. When did that trade? That trade was in 2012, no? No. No, no, that was, he got traded to the Clippers in 2012. Yeah. So that happened around 2009. Oh, I think it was. Oh, nine, ten, around there. A little bit earlier than that. Because I feel like the NBA was still young. Like, still young. I feel like it was probably 08 or 07. Because he was... Because remember, uh, Kobe was trying to leave... When is it? 07. Kobe was trying to leave 07, so it wasn't... It, it had to be around, like, 09. No, it should have been... I think it would have been 08 because they was trying to keep Kobe. You talking about when Kobe was rumored to, to possibly go to Detroit? I thought it was Chicago. Detroit. That was 07. It was 07? Yeah. And the Chris Paul shit probably happened maybe 08, 9, 10. Any three of those years. I think Point so. being. But like you said. I think he would have gotten a couple more rings. Because I think time, Kobe would have gotten one. At the time, Pau Gasol was still on the team. Andrew Biden was mm-hmm. still there. They still had Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza probably would have stayed had Chris Paul pulled up. Listen, they would have been a... Kobe Bryant and Chris Paul automatically together. Was, that backcourt is filthy. Off rip. You're not scoring a lot of points. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, your best, your, your backcourt is not going to get off much, period. You're not going to score a lot of points. points, whatever, because they're going to play the passing lane. They're going to lock you up. They're going to play you 94 feet if needs be. And the scariest part is, like, when that game's on the line, you you don't know how you're going to die. 
because Chris Paul is gonna find the best option possible, or and Kobe's Kobe Bryant, yeah, or Kobe Bryant's gonna is gonna end it regardless. Period. Like that's the only two options. Right. Either Chris Paul is gonna find a, an amazing option, or Kobe's gonna end the game. Period. Where with, with like with seven seconds left on the clock, Chris Paul just gets the ball to Kobe, and then after that's over. Chris done with. Chris is gonna be like, all right, so I don't see anything. Here's the ball, Kobe. Where, all right, yeah, you got it. Here, take that. That's kind of what they're doing. That's kind of what they're doing um, in, uh, in in Houston right now. Yep. That's a little bit what they do with, with yep. James Harden and, um, and Chris Paul. Ironically, I was asking you before, and I'm, and I'm wondering, because James Harden put up 50 points last night with a triple-double. Shit is crazy. We recorded this on Friday, of course. Put up 50 points last night mm-hmm. with a triple-double. And I'm really starting to con- wonder, like, where does James Harden rank as far as isolation scorers all time? He's probably, or is it too early to even give him a ranking? He, Okay. So put it like this: What's your ranking? I give me five rankings or well, top five best isolation scores. You know. So your personal rip, top five. Off rip, I'm going with. I'm going Kobe Jordan, AI. Hmm. Okay. You kind of got to. You can make a case with Jamal Crawford. Though. I might put him in honorable mentions right now. Really? Okay. That's four. At the same time, I'm biased though because not only right. my my right. me really watching right. basketball right. is is spanning over the past ten, right. fifteen, maybe fifteen years. Right. So who who did I say? I said AI, Kobe, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to round it out, I'll throw. T Mac. I was thinking T-Mac too, low-key. I want to say Mellow. And I was thinking Mellow too. So where you put James in that in that mix? You put him ahead of Crawford? Do you put him ahead of Mellow? Nah, I'm definitely putting... So, nah, so I said what? Jordan, Kobe, AI, Mellow, and T-Mac. Mm-hmm. Which means somebody would have to leave. And I would say that James Harden is a better isolation scorer than AI. Then Allen Iverson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How not? Six foot Allen Iverson. <laughs> buck, so who, who are you taking out of that a, top five? A then? buck 15 Allen Iverson. Who are you taking out of the top five then? Tracy. Off rip. Easy because only reason why I say. 6'8 Tracy. Yes. And the only reason why I'm saying I'm taking out Tracy, not because of injury prone or whatever. I'm not even, I'm not even going to go there. Tracy. When, if you're comparing isolations between him and James Harden, Tracy was a lot, he was really shooting over people. <laughs> okay, he was shooting. As, whereas James Harden was actually creating space or he, break you down and getting past you. Yeah, basically. Tracy, I mean, Tracy, now I'm not saying he don't have no handles. Cause yeah. He, he dropped Kobe, which I, <laughs> which I love. Don't get me wrong. Which yeah, I Tracy love, was out here 6'8 shifting niggas like it was water. Which I love. But he was also 6'8 and he was just like hitting people off his first step was just mean as hell mm-hmm. and his first step was just somebody six eight right and he will hit you with the first step and then pull up right if you watch t-max highlights it's granted he's dancing on folks but he's pulling up from no nah, that was kind of his signature move to just like, hit you with a jab step right and then and pull then, up like, left and that was it up on you like that's cool granted that's probably where Melo got his from even though of course it looks different right. but i'm saying my top five for best isolation scores mike kobe AI, 
KD, and I think I put Shaq in there. I forgot about KD, and I was trying to find. I was trying to put a big in there. I was trying to throw a big in there too, but yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sticking with I don't, I, perimeter plays right now. I wanna, I kind of, I wanted to do the same thing because mm-hmm. Shaq was getting a lot of double teams. Everyone knew it was coming. Pause. But <laughs> if, if I were to take Shaq out of there, isolation, um, I might have to slide Kyrie Irving's name in there. I thought about Kyrie. Because there's no... Honorable mention. I thought about Kyrie. Like, honestly... My honorable mention would have to be Hakeem, Kyrie, JC. Yeah, I probably might throw Jamal in there. So, so then, out of all the players that we just named, where does James Harden rank in those guys? I don't, I don't think James Harden is the best isolation ball player. Like, he takes too much time off the isolation clock, I should say. What's your so? How long is your isolation clock? I mean, when you get when you get the ball and you ice and you have a defender and it's one on one, I feel like two to three moves max, and then the ball's in it and you should at least score. Like I'm not talking about long ass hesitation and then another crossover. I'm talking about one two bucket, mm-hmm. one two three bucket. You know what I mean? Or jabs that bucket, just that third bucket. Something like what T Mac used to do, like hit you with one move and then Word. score. Like Mike, when he, when he, like I was just watching a, a highlight of it. It was just all of his photos. <laughs> it was literally what the nigga said. Tip your barber. <laughs> <laughs> right, tip your barber, son. Yo. because Mike is always fading niggas up. Like, Word. <laughs> period. Period. Like, and it was, it was so amazing to see. Like as soon as he got the ball, right, the elbow, bang, bang, shoulder work, fade. <laughs> get the ball Footwork Bang bang Fade and niggas, Two three steps Niggas was getting Separated from Mike Like Moved Away from Mike Off of this one This one little Bang bang Yeah And you just getting Shifted left and right And he's like Putting body on you Putting Throwing his weight on you Throwing the weight to the right Shifting it back to the left Jab step And I'm just like My goodness Like Strategic killing niggas and like each move, the defender didn't know what he, he was, was about doing. to do. James because he had so many counters to his shit. Right, James Harden, he he takes too long to size you up. He'll size you up. He'll rock you to sleep. He'll really rock you to sleep. <laughs> right, hit you with a fake jab and then a step back. Well, now, well, besides that step back, he has this one move where he catches you with a um, he dribbles the ball up court. Those are between his legs, crossover one mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. and then he'll speed that up between legs, crossover, mm-hmm. and go straight to the basket. Mm-hmm. That's probably his fastest size up. But mm-hmm. other than that, like you said, James will really lull you to sleep. He, he'll, and that's he'll, why I think, especially in this era when niggas want to be fancy with the ball handling, right. I think that's why I think he's one of the better isolation scorers. But his, probably all time because he'll really, he'll really shake your defender to the point where he'll put you to sleep, mm-hmm. and now you don't even know what he'll do. And that's a part of his, that's a part of his isolation package. Here's why. Here's why I. Do not put James in that category. James Harden is a really good shooter. He's an underrated shooter, too. Mm-hmm. Just because he misses... like He'll take a lot of shots and miss a lot, but James Harden is a knockdown shooter. Like he's His form and release is very up and down, very straight. It's not going to change. Word. So his form is very perfect. So it makes him a better shooter. So he doesn't have to do much to create enough for his jump shot to get off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mike wasn't a great shooter. Kobe wasn't a great shooter. T-Mac wasn't a great shooter. Like, these niggas had to create their offense. Like, James Harden couldn't light you up from outside. Right. 
Something stupid. Light you up and will stay outside and light you up. He can stay outside the whole game. The and whole give game you 30. and light you up. Yeah. Okay. Like Mike wasn't staying outside and lighting you up. Like mm-hmm. he's not doing that type of offensive power. Not trying to take any away from nobody's game, but what I feel like for me personally for isolation, when you're coming down to James, when you're looking at James, you gotta like either play him up ninety feet because you know he's gonna pull from deep. Or you gotta play his jump. Or you gotta play the lane. So they'll give him the isolation, and he'll be like twenty four seconds of what is James Harden gonna do? Yeah. And you're just like, all right, now nah, this is not isolation. Now nah, this is one on five. So you're like, you're taking away from it, but you kind of like adding more to his game. So yeah, I mean, he he could he is. The best, I guess, right now. Isolation score. Isolation between, score. between him, Kyrie. But, yeah, but for me personally, it's, I wouldn't. Kate, well, Kate, nah, Katie, I'm giving Katie. I'll give Katie the edge. Katie's the best scorer in the league, period, though. Yeah, off rip. Katie's the best There's scorer in the no, league. Hands down. Like, the, the way he scores so effort, effortlessly is ridiculous. Hands down, the best scorer. Second best score I've ever seen. Third best score I've ever seen. Legit, like, can get a bucket whenever he feels like it. If that's the case, I, now that I think about it, I'd have to bump Melo out of my top five and replace him Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has an extra, like, Kevin Durant's game is not going to experience what Melo's experienced. Like, you know what I mean? Kevin Durant has another, how old is he, 30? He got another seven years in him. That's fine. He get another seven years in him. And yeah. it's crazy because he never had to put on the weight that everybody was telling him to put on mm-hmm. for him to still be dominant. And mm-hmm. I think if he would even put on weight, he wouldn't be the same player. He wouldn't be as quick. He wouldn't nah, be able to uh-huh. his shoot form to be as so. fluid. I don't think so either, to be honest. I think we spoke about that too. Like, if you put on, if he did put on, nah, I couldn't even see that. Put on like an extra 50 pounds. 50 is a lot, yeah. That wouldn't even make sense. I feel like his jumper would be stronger. Like, he'd be able to get a lot more shots off. Not saying that he can't now, but I feel like his form wouldn't change. His, His speed of his jump shot would. But I don't think his form would change at all. Like he would be. I don't think he he wouldn't he wouldn't be as quick. He wouldn't be as quick. He, that's true. He wouldn't be as quick. But you see how LeBron is like starting to take like more deeper range. I yeah. think we would probably see a we would see that. But but the, but the way the thing is though, Kevin Durant's arms are longer than LeBron, so when way he's pulling more. up from thirty feet, it's just as effortless. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it looks more effortless when Kevin Durant does it compared to LeBron. You could tell LeBron actually putting in work yeah, to get yeah. that thirty foot up. He got a. Like he, LeBron really has to wind up. Kevin Durant is just going straight into the jumper yeah. and knocking that mm-hmm. shit down like it's nothing. LeBron's a box. That's why. <laughs> like he's a. He's have you been keeping up with the Lakers so far? Have you been watching the Lakers games? Some of them. He did have a good night a couple of nights ago. He doesn't. He doesn't look. He look. He didn't look like he's slowing down at all. It's and that's the thing with LeBron's game. LeBron's game. He is not going to slow down. Because. His style of play is very not traditional, but it's very easy for his body. He's a pass first player. <laughs> Word. So, so over if he's not putting as he's much. He's not really like. Early, like he is putting mileage on it, but it's like yeah, he's not like, taking the same. Beat. He's not, he's not risking any season injury, knee injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he was a scorer on the other end, it would be. He's different. not like super LeBron when he first came in the league, just started dunking on everything. That or ball. Miami LeBron, yeah, where he was, was a little heavier and just was, going, yeah. going at everybody's neck. He was really trying to kill niggas. Not say that he's not he now, but he's got, he's got more cerebral in his in his play now. But like, okay, and for example, Miami LeBron was probably. 
not the show, but Miami LeBron is like the what if, what if LeBron. Like, imagine if he would have taken that body, that athleticism, that skill set, put it into the mental brain that he has now. Like, the way he's right. shooting now. I see what like, you're saying now. Saying? Well, like, I mean, it's see that the mentality he, that he has now just all, it, all came with growth. Yeah, it, it, and you know, of course it is. But mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting him to be like, oh, you're supposed to go back to that, and you're supposed to do that, whatever. But we saw the dog, and that was a like Miami Heat. LeBron was a scary Miami. Yeah, that was a scary nigga. That was a scary. I still nigga. that game with. I remember. I never forget, bro. Okay, I went to school that day, the day before the um, not day, the day before the game six against Boston in mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference Finals, was it, or the, mm-hmm. was it semifinals? I think it was. A, I uh, think it might have been East. East. Yeah. I went to school that day, and I was talking wild shit. Came home, turned the television on, and LeBron did not crack one smile at all. Playing he did not no crack game. one smile. Playing no. Games. That's the. That's probably. That's one of the best LeBron performances that I watched. I Outside th- of the forty-eight points against um, Detroit in like 07. Yeah, I was about to say that was. That a, shit is filthy. That, that shit was crazy. It's it's a tie between that one and the Celtics one. The Celtics not, one put that not, was 45, no, 15, I think six in that game. The last Celtics one before he left my was it before he left from Miami? Because he had two battles with him and Paul Pierce. No, not two battles. I'm sorry. He had a battle with Paul Pierce that was really intense, and he had a battle with uh, Detroit that was just, like, ridiculous. I think those are the two. Yeah, that's the two you're talking about. That's the two I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, because the 48 points against Detroit is the same battle. Right, okay. Wait, right before he went to the, con- to the other conference, to the finals, right. to play San Antonio. Yo, son. 24, 24 straight points from the end of regulation and overtime is crazy. Yeah, because that was the year he uh banged on KG, right? Oh seven? No, 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 no. Oh seven, he lost to San Antonio. Yeah. Came back, lost to Detroit. Did he leave? I feel like he played Boston before he left. Oh, are you talking about twenty ten? Yeah. That was twenty ten. Yeah, that was twenty ten when he played Cleveland, and that was the game when he walked out and had the. Yeah. He took his shirt off. This last time LeBron was taking it. Yeah, I know you're talking about that game. That LeBron. he dropped like 48 that game, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta look into that. That's when he was about to be fro LeBron. He had the little baby fro <laughs> with the yellow headband on. Word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Duh. With the LeBron sevens, I think. Those two, <clears throat> that two playoff series stick in my brain. I was like, I was never a LeBron bandwagon fan. I mean, bandwagon fan. I was like, he's nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He ain't no Michael Jeff. He ain't no Mike. He ain't no Mike. <laughs> But I can see why niggas would be like he's the next the next man up. Word. But yo, those two games, dog. I was like, this is a different <laughs> a different beast coming to Miami. And that's what I'm saying. When he went to Miami, that's when he was just like, I have nothing to worry about. I'm just gonna play basketball. Word. That's that's the period that Kevin Durant is in right now when he's in yeah, Golden State. He's like, yeah, I just wanna play basketball. I just wanna get better at basketball. Which makes me wonder if if he's gonna leave next season. I don't know now because... I don't really want to think about it because I, I kind of want to focus on them 3 P and then us appreciating quote-unquote greatness. And you know it's crazy. Not quote-unquote, but you know, everybody yeah, always saying yeah, that yeah. shit. I don't... The last time I was here, right. The last time I was here, we spoke about that and I was saying, oh, he gonna stay, he gonna stay. Now, I'm just like, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know because... There's no way to tell because yeah. with Paul George staying in Oklahoma City, anything is possible. Cause I, I 100% thought that Paul George was a, a sure shot. I thought he was gonna be out. To LA. I thought I thought Russell I, I was thought, gonna be by himself again. <laughs> right, right. I thought I thought Paul George was already packed. 
I thought he was already suiting up with LeBron. Right. And that shit, that shit shocked the hell out of the basketball world. And it was just like, at that point, you can't really predict what somebody's going to do. But I kind of like Paul George with um, Russ. Because Paul George is basically a small, <laughs> a slower Russell, in my opinion. Because he still <laughs> he still wants the ball. Like, he's a dog. Like, he's, he's going to slowly kill you. I think Paul George is the perfect second option. He is the perfect second option. And, and throughout his entire career, or prior to him going out west, we all had like this vision of Paul George being the first option on the championship team or the listen, best player on the championship team. I, listen, I thought Paul George was the LeBron stopper. Okay. Oh, in 2013. Listen. I remember that series. I'll never forget that series. I was like, Paul, I need you to do it. <laughs> Not, I thought he was going to be able to do it. That's when Roy Hibbert was Roy Hibbert. And then he disappeared off the face of the oh earth after like a good gosh, three seasons. I hate that nigga. Son. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate that nigga because Roy Hibbert is the sole reason Carmelo is Carmelo today. You're right. Because he found a way to stop him. He blocked him with that straight with that, up. And that and you know, he found a way to stop him in that series. And he also found a way to effectively change the league. With the verticality shit. Oh, my God. But he only did that effectively for about a season. Oh, Which my smokes goodness. minds about, about Roy Hibbert because he's not around anymore. He pulled up. Bro. In what, 08? <laughs> he reached his pinnacle in about 2013, and that was it. Fucked the whole league up. Shifted the whole Eastern Conference. How you changed the whole career? How you changed the whole I remember that game the when NBA. He, Melo was about to boom it on About to boom it. it. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And came down. I was oh my like, son. How you change the whole dynamics of the NBA and you are shit? Hot garbage on a Sunday. I call him Roy Sherbert. Sherbert. Because he's ice cream. He's soft. I hate him so much, son. That was the last year the Knicks was in the playoffs. And they had they had a goon, they had a goon squad. We had a calm, we had a team that year. They had a goon squad. We had a team that year. That was the team we worked. What Jr. was, JR on, was on that squad. Um, uh, now nah, that's post Amari ever. I'm blanking right now. No, he got hurt. Amari got hurt that he year. Got hurt, but he was still on the roster. He was on the roster. I forgot who was on that. Who was on that team? They had a mob. Uh, Prigioni was there. Pablo Prigioni. <laughs> Jason was that the Jason K year? I believe so. Yo, I'm, I'm I'm blanking right now. I can't think of anybody. I, Tyson Chandler was on that I roster. See, I see a lot of, we I had see Ronnie Turfy at Turioff. He wasn't really playing much, but I'm trying to piece Shump, together who was on that team. Chump was still there. Jr. Like I said, Ooh. Steve Novak was was Steve Novak there? Steve Novak pulling up from the corner, there. knocking down jumpers from the corner. That was the year. That was um Linsanity year. Linsanity. That was the Linsanity. The Linsanity year. year. You're right, because that was junior year of high school. The Linsanity Nigga. year. Nigga. Shout out, yo, we that game. We he pulled up. He has a little insanity run, and Jeremy, that solidifies the NBA listen, career. He's been signing contracts ever since. Jeremy Lin came in the league for two weeks and shook the NBA. Shook the shit out of Mass Square Garden. <laughs> shook the NBA Yo, and got himself a lifetime contract. That's what I'm saying, He's getting bro. signed by any other team. I don't care what, <laughs> who, I don't care who it is. Yo, you know, you you know what up? game solidified it, too? It was the fourth game in that eight-game stretch where... He dropped thirty seven on the Lakers. I was Friday night. I was gonna say that it was the game. Of course, game. I was sleeping. It was, it was the Saturday, game. Of course, I was, I was of course. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I missed it. I didn't wait. Okay, I woke up the next morning. But that's when they caught the highlights. I woke up the next morning, watched the highlights, fall with the church. I'm bro, like, oh, this nigga bro, is dope. and I knew it was that game because at first I thought it was gonna be the game win against Toronto. 
Because he pulled from deep. And I was like, nah, deep. you got to play against Kobe Bryant and Derek Fisher. Yo, he pulled from, it was like two seconds left on the clock, and he just, he was dribbling, and he just pulled up. Pulled up. I'm talking about confidence oozing out of him. Like, my man, you got a 10-day. <laughs> on a 10-day. You're bugging. He did that on a 10-day contract. Like, you're bugging, my on man. On a 10-day, boy. You got, the, you, you, you got the green light for the last second? Boy. Oh, all right. Boy. <laughs> oh, all right. And if he, we lose and we don't get the playoffs, this is your fault. That's a fact. It's your fault. It's a fact. And then Melo came back, embraced him to a certain extent, and then he got it in. And, and then Melo was like, no, nah, this is my team. Let me take that game away from you, son. Hold that down. Let me yo, hold that yo, down. Yo, fella, hold that down. That was a great year, son. I rem- I'll never forget this because the um, New York Times had a picture of him like this <laughs> with a little Hadouken shooting out of his hands. I was weak, weak, a little racist, but you know. Nonetheless, fun. you know that that's, that shit was funny. But now, wait, how did we get? How did we get to this? 2013, this. Because we were talking about um, um, 2013, LeBron. 2013, LeBron. Oh yeah, LeBron. Year. Overall, LeBron just doesn't look like he's slowing down a bit and, at all. And I, like you said, he has the perfect game for his for his um body. Yeah, like he's do not you, doing too much. Do you think that um that any of the young players will get traded before the end of the season? On the Lakers? Yeah. We saw the press conference with him, not the press conference, it was the media scrum where he was asked about. I forgot exactly what the question was, but he basically said, "Yo, listen, if you get traded, you still getting paid, right?" It's a business type shit. So he was basically insinuating that. That somebody on some regular LeBron shit. I'm here. I'm the GM. Let me make these moves and do what I gotta do to win now. Um, who I don't know. Would I be surprised? Of course not, because this is the LeBron effect. I think I think Contavious Caldwell Pope is out of it. But there. I was gonna say they're gonna trade a lot of bench players. There's a lot of cause a lot of those one year contracts, that's the reason why they were signed. Yeah, to bring a little grit to the team for the time being, but mm-hmm. yo, we can easily flip these contracts. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's a business first before anything else. Mm-hmm. So, I also feel like I wouldn't put it past them trading um Brendan Ingram. Everyone keeps saying that, but like, and it's kind of Magic's fault. And I, the reason why I say it's Magic's fault is because he put a lot of pressure on him just by saying he's gonna lead the team to scoring next year, or he's gonna be our go-to scorer. He would, but. And he wasn't able to make that jump now that LeBron's here this year. At all. But, like, and I think I, I was hearing, like, talks, I should say. That, <laughs> banter. Word. Yeah, banter. That uh, Brandon Ingram is not happy with not the current role, but, like, with the, the situ- overall situation. Yeah, the team situation. Which is, you can start to see it in his game. Mm-hmm. Because... Is he's not getting he's not as ball. aggressive. He's yeah, not as assertive you know anymore. He's not getting the ball as much as he used to. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's supposed to be the next man up for the next year op- for next year's options. But LeBron's here, and when you have a person who's controlling at least ninety percent of the offense, you're not gonna be too keen on taking that. Just just pulling up and just being assertive and doing what I gotta yeah. do. Because at the end of the day. This is LeBron's team. He's like you said, the one controlling the offense, and I don't want to step on anybody's toe. But where would where would Brandon Ingram go? That's the real question. I mean, like I I mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago. I said I, the only situation, the only realistic trade I could see being made for Brandon Ingram would be if they sent him and like Contavious Caldwell Pope, or him and Lonzo, just so the contracts match up. Mm-hmm. To Washington, I knew he was gonna say for, Washington. For Bill, yes, because no funny saying the reason why I say Bill is because Bradley Bill gives them that veteran mm-hmm. confidence they need. Granted, he hasn't been far mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but he gives them the veteran content uh, confidence that that team needs to be able to say, "I, right, 
I am the knockdown shooter. I am the. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even. That's, that's he's, perfect. Yeah. He wouldn't even need to be a secondary boy handler on that yeah. team. Because in the Wizards, he's a secondary boy handler. Right. And I feel like if you put Bradley in a situation where all he has to do is focus on knocking down jumpers and them little one, two dribble pull ups, mm-hmm. then he's going to flourish. Did you see the highlight? Not highlight. The Bleacher Report saying John Wall might be getting traded to. Well, talks of John Wall going to LA. Oh, I use LA. Because I, th- I thought you were going to say the New York one. Because I heard the New York rumors as well, really? too. That shit blew my. I don't, yo, if we trade for John Wall, I'm done. <laughs> nah, if we trade for John Wall, it's over. I mean, he did score one point against De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> also, De'Aaron Fox is a hooper, too. Okay. So, De'Aaron Fox is a baller. Swipe or no swiping. Swipe or no swiping. Swipe or no... Yo, that nigga De'Aaron Fox is a baller, <laughs> son. De'Aaron. He made that jump. He might be... I'm not going front. This might be the first time in a long time. I can't remember off the top of my head if this happened before, but this might be the first time in a while, if it did happen, that a player in their second year wins most improved player. If if he continues and keeps the shit up. But what did he improve? I mean, well, I when I say improve, because a lot of times the most improved player, I don't think it's so much that they quote unquote like improve. They just took the next step. They yeah. Just took that next but jump. see, see, then that's the thing. I don't think I, I wouldn't give it to him just yet because when he first came in the league, his numbers were decent. They didn't. They didn't jump off the stat sheet. Yeah, they didn't jump off the stat Like, most improved, you got to have, like, be in the league four or five years. After, you're right, like, I see what you're saying. Six, seven points. Like, C.J. McCollum, when he was most improved, you know what I'm saying? six, seven points to 20 a game. To, like, 20. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's really most improved. But Giannis like, type shit. Giannis. Was who figured out that, yo, I'm Giannis Tentacumbo. On right. Y'all niggas, like, but, like, you feel me? My length is bow down. crazy. Like, it's crazy, though, because niggas still playing often, but I still feel like on some Shaq shit, he's still... Right now, he's still the most. And it's crazy, league, in my opinion. It's crazy that you say that because when I watch Giannis' game, I'm like, "Yo, you gotta guard him 90 feet. You can't let him dribble because right, he's pause. His he's long, mm-hmm. so his strides are bigger than your whole Niggas entire body. Dragon and say he gets up the court in three strides, more like five six, which is still crazy. No, like three could be three could be possible because if you push the ball out. You take one big step, you're almost half court. In that sense, yeah, if that's on like a super fast break. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a situation like, where it's just like if you get the ball right, right, right around the dotted line, right, mm-hmm. you take it right off the rim and you push that shit in front of you. That first step, you probably half court for Giannis. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That second, son. that second step, he's clearing half court. Now that third step, he's probably at the free throw line. If he's pushing the ball, like not I know like what you mean. full speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not full like, speed, like pushing the ball ahead, push that I'm trying to get to the basket, yeah, shit. like which he does probably about that's six, like seven three, times. Yeah, a that's the three, and that's what I'm saying. Don't let him get any momentum because if he goes downhill, you're you're done. It's over. It, it's over. It's and over. That's what I'm and, saying. And he's rebounding the ball way better this year because he wants to start that break. Like he wants to get out in he's front re- of people. Yo, he's grabbing like 14 rebounds a game. I don't see, in my opinion, he's the MVP so far. Nigga. Like he he's up. Nigga, he's like ridiculous. Up 27. 14 with six assists to go to that, and I can't knock down a jumper consistently. Mm-hmm. That's some Shaq shit. Mm-hmm. Except he can handle the rock. So now imagine when you have to play him up. Mm-hmm. Like imagine when you can't give him a little two, three foot gap and this because is, he can't and, knock down pull up jumpers. When you when you start slowing down his game, start making it half court. What I'm starting to see defenses do is like they try to make him shoot the ball, and I'm like, no, you gotta like 
you got to play up on him. Cause because if you don't, he's just going to dom somebody else. Oh, he's going to, no, not even that. Like, all he has to do is just take the ball one time and take one step to the left or one step to the right, and he's at the rim. <laughs> like, playing off of that dog. You can't play off him because all and he even does. Even if you come up, even if he, like like you say, even if he blows past you with that one step, you try to come up, he's going to spin off you. He's going like, to jump can, over He got you. moves. His no. footwork is stupid. He's going to jump over you. You see what he did to Blake Griffin? Bro, there's a Blake Griffin shit. I was about to bring it. The Blake Griffin shit is crazy because. He was in position and then got out he of position the ball in and the post banged and on him. Yes. Two dribbles back down and boomed it on his head. He was out of position Bro, when he caught the ball. He's not even, like, Blake is bigger than him. Size-wise. Size-wise. Blake is bigger than him. Right. He has bigger arms than him. Right. Yes. Giannis has got much stronger. Yes. But Blake is bigger than him. And he was able to back Blake Griffin down. Like he's it's a the child. It's the lecture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kid is scary. And I've been saying that. I, I could see him. I could see a scenario where Giannis yeah. is the best player in the league. It, and now, now, now that he's he's realized that who he is, yep. and now that he's grown into his body and he's more comfortable, and I, he might be my I next favorite player happening. because he's not with that buddy buddy shit. Yo, either. he's not with the buddy buddy talks not at with all. The buddy, buddy, like why the fuck am I about to train with you and you about to see me next week? <laughs> no, I was like, I, I'm, I'm I felt that. that. I'm with I that. I felt that because I'm a lot of niggas that. is friends now. And I'm like, tired of that buddy I don't buddy shit, the friendship man. Off court, really? but like when you in, when you intertwine a friendship in basketball, like no, 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 like. Your dap shouldn't take longer than two seconds. Word. Niggas is like, man, what's up, yo? How you doing? What do you doing after the game? No. Nah, nah you talk about what you do after the game, after I'm the game. I'm trying to kill you, son. Right. <laughs> Period. Like, and it's crazy because Giannis, like, prior to him coming to the NBA, he was in a situation where he was in Greece, and he was poor, and he had to really, like, hustle and work for everything that he had. And he was from a small town in Greece as well, too. So when he got drafted to Milwaukee, which is another small city, mm-hmm. It was like the perfect home for him because it's like, yo, it's not. I feel like if he came to New York, he wouldn't be the same Giannis. Oh you no, know what I mean because nah. like the big lights in the big city nah, would have ate that him alive, nigga, son. That he would have been that nigga. You think bro. so? What? It's New York City. It's New York City, but what I what I mean is, boom. When Giannis first came to Milwaukee, he was jogging the games. Okay, how shit about like this? that. Like he was very comfortable in Milwaukee. It wouldn't be as easy for him to oh, be comfortable yeah, yeah, in New York City and adjust to New York City as it would to be Giannis. His personality, yes, it would thrive, but the development would have been a lot different. Right, because I was wilding. Because I'm thinking of KP. KP came to New York. Was just and like, that shit just got to his head already, nigga. Fuck you, KT, KP now, was like, KP I got a hooper, bitches. don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got bitches. Nigga started dressing differently and shit. Nigga got too much swag. <laughs> I was watching on 2K Yo, TV. I was like, Yo, Yo he be on the sideline, dripped out with Flea. the plaid pants and Flea. all that. The ankles out the back on some I'm free like, shit. Yo. <laughs> the little bracelet on the like, wrist. I was like, your house must be a penthouse. Right. You must At be, the top of the joint. Right. You must be fancy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I definitely have Giannis winning, winning MVP this far. You know who also, not surprised me, but I I, I kind of anticipated this, but I'm I'm happy for my son, Joel Embiid. I think I, might, I probably mentioned that a lot of times on this podcast already. But Joel Embiid is still that traditional his, his center. Story, his story is a good story, too. In fact. Like, he came from nothing, like, basketball-wise. Word. Like, he couldn't. Find a post move. Right. <laughs> he was four. He, first time we saw basketball was when he was fourteen. Niggas like that shit is crazy. That is you. <laughs> that is you, man. <laughs> that is you. That is you. You hear? There's hope for you after all. Okay? <laughs> There's hope for you after Yo. all. My man didn't find a basketball until like third week of the semester. <laughs> A Kansas, right? And Joel and B is right. now. Because <laughs> even at Kansas, he, was he wasn't at, balling. He was balling. not like Andrew, balling. The spotlight was on Andrew Wiggins bro, when he was at Kansas. I, when they say he went to Kansas, I was like, he went to where? Bro, when he got drafted third overall, I said, who the fuck is this? Bro. I'm like, why did y'all take him? Who is this? 
I didn't. I really, yo, he was, bro, he was on cancer. Nigga, him and Devin Booker shocked the hell out of me. Niggas was like Devin Booker with the UK. I think, excuse me? When? <laughs> what years was this? When was he enrolled? Was John Wall on the team? <laughs> was Boogie, and Boogie then two, on the three team? seasons after that, he's putting up 70 points on niggas. Dropping 70 on cats. I'm like, and I'm still, I, I can't, I don't understand why. Is Devin Booker injured? You gotta nah, be injured. Nah, he's back. They just not playing. Why they not playing? Nah, he was playing. Last night? I don't think he played against my Mavericks. Did we win? That's a good. I went to sleep halfway through the game because I just got bored. Because I don't remember Devin Booker playing, and of course Luka Devin can't. Booker Luka played, can't play 48, 48 he minutes. Played, so. <laughs> he played. Uh, I, I remember seeing Devin Booker play. Uh, he played the, recently, but he's not playing every night on some weird shit. And I like I was I'm I was, Phoenix is my surprise team this year because I honestly expected them to be better. I think Devin's gonna be my surprise team. Devin? Mm-hmm. Nah, Devin's hooping. I mean, Devin is disrespectful. And they're deep as fuck. Oh, yeah, Phoenix won last night. By how much? Ten. <laughs> Ten. My son Luke is really a hooper. I didn't expect him to be this good so quick. Why? He's a, a seasoned vet. He's a seasoned vet, but seasoned. I still thought, you know, I still thought, like, all right, you making the, when you're making the transition from EuroLeague to the NBA, uh, there's still a lot to, to, to adjust to. That's true. But him taking a little time off in the summer league and waiting to the NBA season, it's crazy because he kind of used the preseason as like a trial run. Like he was in the preseason just seeing where he can get away with yeah, taking yeah, shit. Season started yeah, and he, he flipped the switch. Yeah, he and it was over. The switch. Like watching him close out Houston 11 Oh boy. I almost ripped my shirt watching that. <laughs> I almost Bro, watching him close out Houston 11 always step back after step back. Step back left and right, son. He got James, that step back down pack already. James Harden was like, yo. He was watching my highlights over what there, page, boy. What page did you steal this from? <laughs> Nigga got caught with a step back in the corner. Nigga got caught with a step back top of the key. And then he came, he came after the after this, the first two uh, three-pointers. He brought the ball down court and just like hit them with like a smooth euro got to the rim. Easy buckets. Easy, but crazy because he has that floater. He has that like that that change of direction, change of pace floater mm-hmm. down pat. Mm-hmm. And he's not fast. He hey, might, yo, he's not fast. He's not fast. He's quick, though. He quick, but he's not he, fast. He, he's deceptively quick. He's not yeah, fast so at all. He got that. And he got speed. that. He got that awkward euro step where it's like you know how you dribbling the ball, you just pick the ball up and take two steps it's, and you at the rim. It's pure euro Boy, step. <laughs> like he, like he, like he was in Slovenia really. On yes. Yes. <laughs> like really yes. working on that zone. You his feel me? Euro like, step really has uh, stamps. It's, <laughs> It's stamped. They could be traveling. He be traveling. He be, taking it. <laughs> he be traveling. His shit is really certified, Paul. Like, nah. It's crazy. I, he reminds me of Larry Bird if he was in Sheep. Paul. No, nah, if he was in Paul Pierce's body. <laughs> yo, I was, you know, I always said that too because I'm like, yo, this is, it's a weird era right now because a lot of niggas that don't have like just a great speed, athletic build yeah. or speed are, are dominating. Killing Jokic, Luka. Steph, Steph, he's not fast. Steph is at not. All. Steph is quick though. Oh, he's he quick. quick. He's quick. You watch Steph bring the ball up court. He's taking mad steps. <laughs> Steph is taking mad steps to bring the ball yo, up court. Yo, stopping on the dom. Yo, when Steph runs, he runs like a little child, son. Like he runs like all straight and proper, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he runs so straight, like he's not fast. Like you see, uh, Russ. De'Aaron or Chris, they put their head down. They pew, they're gone. Right, they're gone. Like they really <laughs> ate up the floor with it. Right, Steph, nah. Steph is taking little baby steps and just stopping <laughs> on the dime. And <laughs> <laughs> he, he runs like so, like like the ground is hot. Right, 
Right. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, shit. Hey, just it's crazy. <laughs> Luke and DeAndre have great chemistry as well too. On that it's pick and crazy, roll. It's crazy, yo. I've, I've, you would, you expect these guys been playing for like forever, forever. He got drafted to the perfect situation because now that I think about it, if he was in Atlanta, he would not be able to flourish the same way because Atlanta kind of fucked up. They fucked that one up. Not taking away from Trey, but I mean, Luke is the better a, player. They need a superstar. They need a superstar, but it's like. And they're young too. You know what it is? I think I think what happened too is like once once the Migos <laughs> I know <laughs> No place shit. Once Migos co signed Trey Young it was over. It was a done deal. Quavo stamped it. Yo, once Migos co signed uh, Trey Young it was over. Quavo is the GM. And it's crazy because yeah, you got see you got you got rappers deciding what you want. Yeah, it's crazy. GM. It's crazy because they probably thought I this. It was more relatable for Migos. You feel me? You're not about Trey. to go. You're not about to go pull up on some Slovenian nigga go and take Trey. him under the wing. You gotta go with Trey. And watching Luka Doncic's ball, his personality still would have found like he he has the personality to be a superstar in the league. Period. If he would, so he would have found a way to make that shit work in in, the, in um in Atlanta, personality wise and fit wise. Culture wise, he probably been I just don't think. Down. I just don't think that basketball wise, it would have worked with him mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Luca's in a perfect situation now in Dallas because look, because he's surrounded by a bunch of veterans that understand their role in the league. Yep, and a great coach, and a great coach in Rick Carlisle, great head coach, and Rick gonna let you play basketball. Like his style of coaching is flow offense. So like, how we are in the game at this point in time, we gonna keep using it. So if you hooping, keep hooping. Simple as that. Like we're not gonna call timeout, run up no X and O's and blah. blah. Well, we're gonna run up design plays if you hot for you, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna take away from your game. Like that's how we won in eleven. Because I was watching a whole documentary and Rick Carlisle was like, "I have all these superstars. I have all these pieces. I have all these you know tools that fit Dirk Nowitzki so well. Mm-hmm. There's no set X's and O's for to get everyone involved." So I can't draw up a play for Deshaun Stevenson to hit a three in the corner with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. After he played like 20 minutes trying to guard Dwayne Wade. Like I can't draw that up. But if I see that Dirk is hot and they double him down at the post and Deshaun Stevenson is open, I'm not going to tell him don't shoot it. Word. I'm going to tell him to spray these Word. niggas out the gym. <laughs> okay? And then wave that hand across your Word face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's and I think that's yo that Dallas team was really and I think that's what and and yo and right after that that's the crazy thing about why Luca is so nice so early because he's a seasoned player in a system where now a coach is like yo you Just can hoop. really hoop <laughs> bro thirteen years old professional basketball is crazy I would have I would dream <laughs> that's everybody's dream though I would that's dream. literally every nigga nigga really from New York City's dream. dream. To just have semi-pro. <laughs> <laughs> prep prep school. At 13. It's crazy, though, because Ricky Rubio is in the same situation, but that just goes to show how much better love And it's crazy because when, as a prospect. when Ricky was out there, he was wilding out, too. He was dicing niggas up, too. But when he came over here, he got hurt. Then again, it was different because you got to remember, nonetheless, Luka won MVP and a championship. So you or Rick, you know, you know that this nigga was on a different Touché. level. He was on a different plateau. Touche. That nigga was on a complete different level. And it's crazy because Luca's one of those players where it's like, yeah, on paper, looking at the defensive rating and shit, you might say, yo, I'm not, I don't want a nigga like this because his defense is sus. And 
slow footed. He's old, he's slow, he's unathletic, he has a weird body. But if you watch him play, bro, can you imagine walking into Luca's crib and be like, so when I was 13, I played for this AAU team. We won championships, yeah, whatever. Then for this Euro League, I got MVP here, and now I'm just playing for the Mavericks. Like, not even 20 yet. Your track record is ridiculous. Stupid. Ridiculous. Like, even just to, like, growing up, like, all right, I just want to play ball. Cool. Now you're on a professional team? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a who. That Next thing you know, you signed a professional contract you bouncing a, around Europe. Right. And then you win MVP? <laughs> that was crazy. And then you win a championship? Like, nah, Luka could 100% be, be the best player on the championship team. I don't know what they're going to do with Dennis Smith Jr., though. Nothing. They're gonna keep. They're gonna let them niggas grow together. I hope they keep him though. They're gonna let them niggas. But I'm getting worried because I really hope they don't trade Dennis Smith Jr. Because I feel like yeah, a lot of people are not really sold on Dennis Smith Jr. And I'm probably biased because I've been watching him and following him since high school, since young. But I really feel like playing next to Luca, he's gonna be able to just be a scorer. But see, that's the thing. Like his numbers didn't drop. They didn't. At all. They didn't. They stayed the same. Like 15. 15, 13 The real problem with that backcourt is really just defense. That's the that's, only that's thing. Really that's if you want to have thing. an issue with that backcourt, is defense. the only thing. I think offensively they'll be able to fit together, though. They can fit. Like, they play well. They complement each other well. Like, Luka threw this man a oop one time, and I was just like, <laughs> that's, oh, my, that's my shooting guard to my oh, point guard. Right. Yo, did you see the, did you see the play well, that Luka against, against um, Chicago where he came on the baseline? Pump fake just how oh, they hit him with the pump fake behind the oh, top yes. pass behind the back. Oh, yes. And then just dished it to DeAndre Jordan. Did you see when Luca caught a body, though? On a fast break? Was it last night? Or oh, you talking about in general? Nah, I think, I don't remember what it was. But my son came down the lane with some authority <laughs> and looked at his own bench like, I'm here. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm in the league now. I'm in the league, Fuck boy. you, mean. What the fuck are you talking about? It was crazy because the reason why he's so scary because you know how niggas normally have the sophomore slump where it's like I, teams are starting to build defenses around you to stop you? Mm-hmm. He's been in Nigga, those situations before. Like he's been in nah, situations son. where the entire league is against me trying to stop me. What's what's really scary is I can't wait for his second season. Like, when he actually has the full 82 NBA season Expert word. under his belt. Like, my man... Are, <laughs> Coming up ready to Nigga. Work. Okay, the, the skate... I, be, I, I send... Every time Luca has a big game, I send it around everywhere because everyone was like, oh, Brian, y'all should have got Trey, blah, blah, blah. Luca's not playing through the summer league. We don't know yeah, what I'm he's tired, nigga. Do. I just want a championship X, and an MVP. Y. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, this man Luca is doing things like he's been in the NBA for almost two, three years already. Like, you can't be gaming out on James Harden and the Rockets and you just started playing in the NBA last night. You can't be dogging niggas out, and you just got in the league just got last here two night. Two weeks ago, you cannot. Son. Two weeks De'Aaron ago. Fox is really starting to show out, and he's been in the league two years. Now. Two years now. He literally year just, and a half. He like, has some change. I think so he now. had the season high a couple of nights ago, like thirty something. Yeah, against Miami, I think. No, against uh, Washington. That's I don't, he, I, don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't. I didn't watch that game. I should say, but yeah, that's the game where that's John the, Wall only scored one point. Right? Yes, yeah. bro. And that was like De'Aaron's. Um, I want to say breakout game, but that was like his uh, start of night game, whatever. Luca, the season is still young. He's doing that every other night, though. The season is still young, and we are starting to see this kid do shit. We like, yo, 
It be it, it's it's to the point where I be I be tuning in the um to Mavericks games. Mm-hmm. He's I be like having I be having to go turn on the Mavericks bro, game and see what they're doing. He's like the Benjamin Button of Cedric Sabonis. <laughs> I mean, I've read Sabonis. <laughs> you call him the Benjamin Button. Cause listen, when Arenas came in the league, he was giving Shaq a headache. Okay, <laughs> and when he came in the league, he was like forty, mm-hmm. a rookie, giving Shaq work. Okay, imagine if he came in the league when he was like eighteen, nineteen. Right, that would have been crazy. Like he's a European generational player. Like we we saw like Dirk. He's a European, European generation. generation. Do you think you think KP is a European generation? I haven't seen more games because he's been hurt. True. A lot. You gotta give KP another four seasons. Listen, give KP one good season. One full eighty two game stretch. One good eight. Or even playoffs. like Yeah, that's about plus to say playoffs. plus playoffs. You gotta throw the playoffs in you there. You gotta give him like a good eighty two plus a smooth four rounds of the playoffs. Four rounds? Yes. Of the playoffs. You gotta give him like Nigga said four rounds and you could just waltz into four rounds. You have to. But, and that's what I'm saying. You have to give him, like, that actual four. Because in order for the Knicks to get to the playoffs. It'll <laughs> <laughs> take a lot of work okay. on his behalf already. And for the Knicks to play four rounds in the playoffs, that's a lot on KP. Especially if KP's the starter team. So, give him a couple rounds in the playoffs. I think... I think and I actually mean this. I think the Knicks are going to be good. We're going to be straight for the next seat for the next decade. Listen, you're you're, listen the Knicks look good right now. That's what I'm saying. Without any star. Quite honestly. They look pretty solid right now. Just, you, that's, and that, that's why I said I feel like the league is in a very good place right now because even the teams that haven't won double-digit games, mm-hmm. even niggas that only won about seven, eight games, they still look good. Hold on. Let me think about that for a second. Because let me think of the teams. I can say that about New York. I can say that about Brooklyn. I can say that about um, Orlando's not even a bad team either, even though they're trapped. I haven't watched even, any games. Orlando's on the not Madden. even. Hold on, let me look at the standings. Let me not sound ignorant. Let me qualify this. Let me um, not qualify. Let me validate this shit. Because all right, boom, perfect example. The Knicks and the, the Knicks and the Nets are currently out of the playoffs right now. But if the Knicks and the Nets are playing, you go watch the shit. Miami's out of playoffs either right now. But if Miami's playing, you gonna turn Miami on to see what Justice Winslow's doing. Cause he's starting, to, he's starting to come into his own little by little. I want to see uh, Chicago's trash, but if Chicago's on, no funny shit. Chicago's playing like Dallas or some shit, like another young team. I'm gonna tune in and watch that. Yo, shit. you heard that they reported their coach? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy though because I was watching, I was listening to the um, Bill Simmons pod with Kevin Durant the other day, and Bill Simmons asked him about that shit, like about uh-huh. how he felt about the Bulls complaining, and he was like, I guess it's, it's customary around the league, like if you coming off. If you're about to play a back-to-back and you're on the second night of a back-to-back, the day of the game, the day of the second game, you're not going to have a shoot-around. And I guess what the Bulls' issue was, was it was the second night of a back-to-back, second day of a back-to-back, and he put them through like a three-hour practice. And you know during the season, niggas don't even really practice like that because mm-hmm. you don't have time to be uh-huh. tired and shit like that. You find around the league. So I guess that's why they, was, they were upset. But that shit is crazy, though, because I, I could have sworn he was, wasn't he an assistant coach? I don't know, but you're getting paid millions to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, niggas yeah. complain. That's that young shit, though. These All the niggas on the board right now is around my age. So it makes sense that they're complaining about why they got to play so many games, I mean, so many minutes right now shit. I wish someone said, here's $150. <laughs> you got three hours to work on your game. <laughs> Ain't a problem. 
ain't problem. I'll find a way to get it done. I'll find a way to get it done. You hear me? I'll find a way to get it done, son. Like, you complain about practice? Practice. Let me talk about practice. Not a game, but practice. And niggas was getting mad at at Allen Iverson for not showing up. Right. Nigga, Allen Iverson has every right not to show up to practice. I could dub that shit if I want to. Right. The amount of injuries this little nigga has been through. <laughs> Yo, in the 01 playoffs, nigga was, go, was playing through like an elbow injury, an ankle injury, a knee Man. injury, a neck injury. Niggas thought that elbow, niggas thought that sleeve was for style, for fashion. Right. No, this nigga arm was about to <laughs> fall the fuck off. Like, <laughs> he said it. He was like, no, this wasn't for no fashion. He was like, I had a burst act. On my Word, elbow. nigga said he had a whole joint on his like. <laughs> like that shit was swollen. <laughs> that shit was swollen. He's still like, playing with contact and all that. Still, that's crazy. Shaking niggas up. That is filthy. That is filthy. Still. That is filthy. Yo, before we get off NBA, I wanted to talk about um Kemba, the situation out of Charlotte. Like I mentioned before, when they lost that game and Mike was about to slap the Not shit out of him. Not even that. Yeah, that shit was dope. You know what blew mine about that? A lot of people was upset about that. I'm like, yo, the fuck is wrong with people? What is first of all, he barely even grazed his head. Listen, he missed. He missed. Thank you. Really, he really missed. He wanted to be technical. If we if we're gonna talk about anybody slapping anyone, it's John Collins slapping the little <laughs> security guard on the way out of the tunnel. Okay? That's yeah. anyone. But like, no. Nah, first of all, they was complaining about that. And I I didn't completely understand why people were complaining about that. But more so, my concern is for the it's just for the overall situation in Charlotte. And what I mean by that is. The fact that Kemba Walker has been with Charlotte for his entire career, he's now leading the league and not leading, not leading the league, leading the franchise and mm-hmm. all times points and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that he loves the people in Charlotte and he loves the franchise. He loves the people he plays for. But it's like, realistically speaking, will Kemba ever get far staying in Charlotte? Should he think to go elsewhere in free agency? Or do you think he's going to resign with Charlotte again? Honestly, the sad truth is, I think they he, he's going to resign with Charlotte because. One, no other team's gonna trade for him. I don't think they're gonna trade for him. But he's gonna be a free agent this year, so right. he wouldn't even have to be and traded. This, and that's why I say he's gonna resign with Charlotte because I don't think no team, if they're gonna trade for him, they're gonna trade for him now because mm-hmm. his contract is up. They can at least buy his contract out, and then he get resigned with that team. Mm-hmm. But because I don't think no one is trading or even wants to put whispers in the wind saying, "Hey, we were looking at Kimba," blah blah blah. I don't think the league are respected. Expect his game enough to say, all right, we want to make, we're going to trade him for like someone like Bradley Bill, or we're going to trade him for someone like Damian Lillard. We're going to trade him for another pinnacle player. Mm-hmm. To we don't think Kemba is good enough to help our franchise beat the Warriors in the finals, basically. So I feel like personally, he's going to sign with Charlotte. Charlotte's going to try to do their best to sign someone else of that caliber yeah. or of some type of superstar caliber, but. That organization can go far because the Bobcats were in the playoffs not too long ago, a couple they years were. ago. In the, in the past two decades, they were. Yeah, so, I mean, granted. It's, it's been such a long time. Like I feel like it's been such a long time with the Kemba experience that it might it might be time for both sides to just part ways and go a different direction. And you know why, you know why you're saying that now is because you're young. And I don't want to <laughs> sound like that person is like you're young. You don't know what you're talking about. But... Kemba, what, has been there, what, five years? 2011. Nah. He got driving 2011. Eight. It's about to be eight now. Eight years? Yeah. DeMar didn't leave Toronto to win. Nine. 
right. eight, nine years. So teams are trying to keep that superstar player, you know. Now, the reason why you're saying, oh, it's time for him to leave, because you're saying, all right, Kimba, I've given you six, seven years already. I've given the Hornets six, seven years already, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen anything. And I see Golden State picking up this person. I see Miami picking up this person. I see Cleveland picking up this person. I see right. I, I picking up this person, whatever. Kimber, you still here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Though. You still, still here. Still here. It ain't much going on. It ain't shit going on. Like, and this is why I say why. This is why I say you're young because now that's okay in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not, if your team and organization doesn't have a superstar caliber team or y'all don't have a great team team squad, then you're gonna get shit. You're gonna get moved. Period. You're we're not gonna grow. Whatever. If you look at look how long Kim has been there, name me five players Kim to play with. Five impactful players. Impactful. If you think they're impactful, because I can no, name you. Tell me, you mean the five best players you ever played? I can with. I can name you five players right now Kim has played with, and they won't mean shit to that's nobody. why I'm looking like it wouldn't, it wouldn't even make sense for me to name them because right. it's like the regular role Wait, journey Roman journey journeyman in the league type shit wouldn't make a, wouldn't do a damn thing to be quite honest with you like so if you're looking at in the business aspect yeah I think Kemba should leave mm-hmm. it he's not I want to say he's not making any money because has he has a, does he have a max contract has he had a match contract? I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm honestly not so, sure. we don't know if he's really getting paid from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We don't know who's really trying to pay him anyway. So, looking at... Knicks will have I, a low cap space. Huh? The Knicks will have a low cap space. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you just trying to... You just had a nigga come back home for a nope. Nope. He's actually not. He's not in the max contract for that. Yeah, he's Listen, if he, didn't, if he didn't go home to, for college, he ain't definitely coming home for... <laughs> Maybe so I stay as far away from the Bronx as possible. As far, I was so mad when he didn't go to Syracuse. So I still remember mad. that that um that 2011 run like it was yesterday. We hit my man in the guard with that step with back. That step back, something stupid. Cardiac. I remember Kimble. they won. They won five games in five days. Kimball, the big, the he, he went on to the NCAA Jesus Christmas, Kimball Walker. Thanks to everybody up and won that shit. Man. Little nigga from the Bronx. <laughs> Little homie from the Bronx. Killer niggas, dog. That step back was... <laughs> that step back still lethal. And his, now he got that, he got that pull-up jumper that he can knock down over any and everybody. Right his now. hesitation step back is lethal. Because he'll size you up and then drive hard to land and boom, step back. Come in. Like, yo. Your whole tibula is <laughs> shattered. Ankle bone just fucked up. Nigga said, "Yo, yo, do you think that uh, Markel Fultz will be able to come back this season?" Markel, I heard he wanted to leave Philly. Yeah, I, I heard Detroit is interested in. Him. I heard is it Detroit or I heard two stories. I heard he wanted to leave, and then not I heard Detroit, he... Phoenix. Ew, I mean, they need a point guard. Yeah, a big point guard. Right, and that's why they've been trying. To, they've been trying out the Devin, Devin Booker point guard experiment. Nah, that's not gonna work. But it's not really. Uh, you need Devin Booker off the rock. Yeah, he gotta be off the rock. I feel bad, and I and I told you, last time I was here, he has frozen shoulder, and that's what that's what they diagnosed him. Well, I, it's it's, like, it wasn't what isn't it what they said thoracic. It's a thoracic. It's thoracic sin, outlet syndrome. Yeah, 
What's what's the difference between that neurothoracic outlet syndrome? All right, so basically, yeah, because you you're a masseuse, massage therapist, massage therapist, take shit. (laughs) So basically, all right, if you look, your armpit has like these plexus of nerve endings, right? That kind of connect to like the base of your neck. So it's called a trigeminal angle, whereas your neck, your shoulder, and like your jaw kind of meet all together. Mm -hmm. So you have like this big like this mic ball, for example, yeah, it's like this of nerve plexus right underneath there. Well, I'm having a little tension in my right, right in there. Arm. So basically, think of your pec, right? Your pec minor, your pec major, all your shoulder, everything, like all that gets these nerve endings from un, from in your armpit. Mm-hmm. What happens is when you have a thoracic um, outlet syndrome, it kind of like you're not getting enough blood in this area. So basically, I call it the traffic jam. So you can't lift your arm fully all the way up. Now, I ain't gonna front though. There be times where I, like I'm, I'll be at rest. When mm-hmm. I say at rest, like I ain't doing shit, mm-hmm. and like I feel you're like mad Jamaican. <laughs> you're mad Jamaican <laughs> at rest. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you couldn't say when I'm chilling, when I'm at home, laying down, nothing like that. Nigga, said when I'm at first, rest. The first thing that came to mind was at rest. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was at rest. <laughs> No, nah, when I'm chilling though, when I'm at rest, right? I, I feel, feel like a little pulsation in my yeah, shoulder type that's, shit. That's that's like you. It's nerve endings right up in there. Like if you grab like right here, it kind of you get like a tingle. Not tingle. It's a sharp pain kind of feeling. You just feel your muscle. Mm-hmm. And for what what happens is, like I said, when you get like all jammed up right in here, it's hard for you to lift that shoulder up without getting any. Uh, rickety ah, kind of sensation almost like you need to put like WD-40 on it mm-hmm. so what what Markel's suffering from is that same kind of situation it's frozen shoulders so it, it's limiting his range of motion when that shoulder so what would be the the treatment for that just massage massage uh, therapy a lot a lot a lot of massage therapy a lot of physical therapy you might want to see a chiropractor well he might want to see a chiropractor because you have to deal with the neck as well so it's like you have plexus in, the, in your nerve Endings in your neck and underneath your armpit, right up in here. So when it's like a neurothoracic, that means it's like closer up to the neck, back of the neck area, to the back of your shoulder almost. Mm. Closer to the back of your shoulder. So that his his whole situation is like right up in here mm-hmm. and right up in here. And that happened, and that's on his right shoulder. That yeah. too. That's a shooting arm. That's a shooting arm. Cause I didn't, that's, I didn't understand which shoulder it was. Cause I'm like, if that's your left shoulder, you should be. That's why he always wears that uh, compression shirt. Mm-hmm. Because it's trying to limit the range. It's trying to, like his. Remember we talked about Allen Iverson with that bursac. Yeah. All that fluid. It's the, it's kind of the same thing, but this time is with, it's deeper. <laughs> it's nerve instead of the bursac. It's with more muscle. Mm-hmm. This is more nerve. So it's like, you can't get to it. So you try to like keep it warm, so it won't swell up and expand. So that's why when he shoots, that's why when you look at his free throw, yeah, it looks it looks like he, he's shooting from underneath his chin, because his arm can't get high enough without it like feeling like Velcro. Ah. So it when he brings it up, it's like, but it doesn't hurt. It just it just feels like somebody's holding you. Yeah, down. it feels like yeah, like you said, it, something like, yeah, something's holding you it back. It feels like yeah, it feels like. So I mean, it sounds like to me like once he gets that cured up, he can get back in the hoop. And like if yeah. you look at if you look at his um his college mixtapes, 
you can see the progression of the frozen shoulder to be quite honest with you like his how so his for me like I, i'm very analytical so i look at like body mechanics footwork like hand placement eye placement i look i'm studying all of that so like when you're looking at his old his old clips like mm-hmm. from i think it's you played two seasons at Washington? I want to say just one. I think it was one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was watching from high school. You can see <clears> tell <throat> in his wit and his explosion when he gets to the rim that he's, like, shooting it from underneath his chin. So, like, he uses all his legs to get where he needs to go, and he finishes like this. He finishes a lot with his head back. So when he finishes a lot with his head back and he runs with a lot of his head back, he's putting a lot of pressure on the back muscles of his neck. And his like rhomboids, so like that muscle that kind of like bring your shoulder in, mm-hmm. so you can go like this. It's a muscle that like brings that in, and you can see like when you and his head's always back that he's putting a lot of pressure on all of his like his spine and his back muscles, and you're starting to see like because when he dribbles, he dribbles really hard if you notice. So he dribbles like this, like he dribbles really hard, and when he takes his two steps. He winds up really strong for like he puts a lot of pressure on his right shoulder mm-hmm. to get the ball up to where it needs to go. Instead of most people, if you look at Le- when LeBron takes off, yeah, when he takes off, the ball's kind of to the side of him, right, right. Or his tomahawk be to the side, to the side, to, to a, like to a diagonal. Angle. When Markel takes off, he has to wind it all the way over his head to the point where he has to like bring it up with one hand. Mm-hmm. When you bring it up with one hand, that whole twisting motion starts to twist the muscles in the back. It puts a lot of stress and strain on that back muscle that you have. It's called the levator scapula. Yeah. That lifts your arm up. It's called the elevator muscle. Yeah, it makes so, sense. To get that shoulder up, he's putting a lot of stress on there when he's like takes his two steps because he's not taking it like LeBron is. Mm-hmm. He's taking it like Hal Shannon Brown and all of them. One footers used to take off. Yeah. So you start to see, you can see the stress that he was putting on his body. I was just like, yo, that's crazy. And then his shots start to change. Like at first, it was it was hindering him from his eye placement. Like usually when he hit it, it was just nothing but the bottom of the uh, net. It was like splashing. Now you're starting to see it hit the front of the rim. Now you're starting to see it hit the back of the rim. And you start to see he's putting way more stress in his arm when he's trying to like shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. And then when he got to the league and he got hurt, I was just like, yep, frozen shoulder it is. And that's why he started wearing that compression shirt a lot. Like, because he's trying to, like, hold all that in or trying to, like, compress it, obviously. But it's, it kind of, I, I think it's hurting his game. Because it's. The compression shirt. Yeah. I think it's not allowing it to be as mobile as he wants it to be. And, like, if you look at his free throws, this shit is ugly. He's. You see him wind up from like his knees. Mm-hmm. He'll gen- he'll generate all his powers from his knees, and when the ball gets to like right to his bottom of his chin, he'll like find some new strength to try to get the ball to the rim. Right, and that shoulder is locking up right when it gets to the top of the release, and it's not pretty. <laughs> That's why. That's he why had- you start to figure out new different new different releases yeah. and shit like that. That's why he had that little hitch in his shot. That's why he had to shake it. Because he has to generate more momentum to throw it. Because mm. his arm is locking up right here. So it's almost like he's shooting like this. Like it's it's really bad. I mean, when you describe it like that, it sounds like it, it sounds like something that's curable, fixable. It's, it's very curable. But it's just the fact I feel like it's the fact that nobody knew what it was. 
it, it's no. But well, not nobody knew what it was. Like, he's probably just go, continuously going to the wrong doctor. Man. Yeah, he, he's it's it's probably like this because it's not a like you said it's very curable. I think they didn't cure it properly mm-hmm. because it was just like oh you just got a frozen shoulder you can you can play it's gonna hurt a few days blah 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 but ice it or whatever and he was like all right fine I'll do that not thinking long term this is really you know harming my shoulder mm-hmm. so like I don't know. Maybe I think he cured it probably, but he knew about it. They all knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> they all knew about it. They all knew about it. But yeah, I saw I saw that when I first saw him take his first jump shot mm-hmm. to when he actually <laughs> took his jump <laughs> That's shot. That's when I first saw him take his first jump shot to I his was most recent. Like, Damn, son, this nigga has frozen shoulder. Like his shoulder is not moving at all. Trying to think if there's any if there's any other um NBA teams I want to t- talk about. Man, this Western Conference playoff run is gonna be crazy this year. I cannot wait. Like outside of Phoenix, because Phoenix is on some other shit. I'm, I still, like I said, I'm still baffled that they're just trash. But outside of Phoenix, niggas have won from the top to bottom, from Denver all the way down to Minnesota, who's ranked 14. <laughs> it's 18 to 13 wins. Really? Like it's that close. Minnesota is 13 and 15 They ain't in the 14 spot And Denver is 18 and 9 In the first spot So It's going to be very interesting to see how to, Interesting to see How the Western Conference Plays out this year And Like I said before I think Giannis is the MVP the, I, Honestly If Kawhi By the time I have to see I have to see by March March is always March is standard. Yeah, March is standard. If, because honestly, Kawhi's my MVP. Kawhi. Yeah, because. Because what? Toronto's a better team. Not Toronto's a better team. They look completely different. Like you could say the Milwaukee looks completely different as well too. But you saw that. No, not really completely different. You saw Milwaukee's growth when Jason Kidd got there. He was like, all right, these guys can be really good. Then Chris Milton started getting, like, some confidence. Mm-hmm. And we are like, all right, now these guys are really good. And then they got Eric, B- I mean, they get Eric Bledsoe, yeah. yeah. Then when they got Eric Bledsoe and they saw him playing in the playoffs, I was like, all right, Milwaukee is a team that we'd have to worry about. Mm-hmm. As for Toronto, Toronto's always been good. But they've always been good during the regular season. And then when it happens in the playoffs, they see LeBron and they fold. Now you look at Toronto, they're knocking off big teams, and you're just like, they're not gonna when they smoke go to state without. Kawhi. I was gonna really say, look, they beating big teams without Kawhi. I'm like, Kawhi's changed that whole dynamic of the Raptors. <laughs> like that shit blew my other day when he want to talk about Christmas though. But yo, <laughs> I saw that on my Instagram. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, bro, you got something against Christmas? <laughs> Nigga, ask you a simple question. No, not right now. Don't ask me that right now. I was like, damn, nigga. I think, I think, uh, could have been probably about his pops. His pops passed away, right? I, yeah. I think his pops was murdered. His pops was murdered, and then I wanted to say it was around Christmas time. Mm. If that's the case, then that's understandable. You know, that's understandable. You never know. But, but still. Not, the, but the reason why I say Giannis, though, is solely because one, Milwaukee made the jump. They're much they're a completely different team now. I do like and Milwaukee. I just feel like dominance wise, he's twenty times more dominant than Kawhi. I, not, not twenty, ten. 
ten times more dominant than Kawhi's shit. I think Kawhi's dominant. I think the reason why I would give it to Kawhi is because Kawhi's locking up your best player. Like his dominance is on both sides. Giannis, Giannis' dominance on, is on both sides of the floor as well too, though. Giannis is dominating. Oh yeah, but I can say he's more team dominant if that makes sense like he's defending the team like he's not really locking like cause who's going off at his position well it wouldn't wouldn't you say you exert more energy to play team defense or to defend the team than to lock up one player yes and no but the reason why I say no is because who's like who's working out at his position so like he can you know expand they play the same position they both small forwards but Giannis is like seventeen feet tall, <laughs> so it kind of really not playing the same position. Giannis is more so the four ish. I think honestly, I think it depends on who wins more games towards the end of the and season. And that's that's another thing. But I do feel like then I do feel like if I wasn't gonna choose Giannis, it would be Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi would be my runner up. I, I put do it feel like, like it really depends on who wins more games at the end of the season. I put it like this: if I see Giannis. Lock up KD like I've seen Kawhi. Not well, I didn't see Kawhi lock up KD because KD still drop buckets. <laughs> Word, but like if I see Giannis play KD for forty eight minutes, and KD got like under twenty points, shooting under fifty percent from the field, I might have to give it to Giannis. And that's only because that's a real challenge to Giannis. Because Giannis is not guarding someone for 48 minutes. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about that assignment for 48 minutes. Makes sense. Like, he doesn't have any defensive assignment, to be quite right. honest with you. Right. Like, Kawhi has defensive assignments. Yeah, like, Kawhi, we need you to stop him yeah, tonight. we need too. you to lock this Yo, you know, what's crazy? you know what's crazy about Kawhi? He's deceptively fast. Yes. Like, watching him push the ball up yes. court, it looks like he's moving so slow. Yes. But then he'll yes. explode past you around that free throw line area and who get to the rim and dunk with somebody. Who did he dunk on with the left? I want to say it was the Lakers. It wasn't. I don't think it was the Lakers. But it, anyway, it was someone. James Harden dunked on Javel McGee with the left something stupid last. Well, I mean, left is dumb in here, but he dunked on him something stupid last night. I'm gonna have to check the highlights. And James Harden don't jump high, so anytime he gets, he catches a body. That Listen, shit is always. If, yeah, it's always crazy. If James catches a body, that's it's gonna be a lot of contact. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's gonna be a lot of contact because. He's be a not, lot of contact. He's not getting off the ground <laughs> for real. <laughs> he's not getting off the ground for real. He's not getting off the ground quick at all. I'm dead. But now, nah, before we get out of here, I do I do want to talk about the um the Meek project because I didn't I didn't get the chance to review you gotta, it. Since you gotta the, play it on the way out. You gotta play. It. You gotta give me my intro on the way out, son. You gotta bless me. It's funny though. I don't really know how to like how the music right shit go, but nobody listens to my shit right now, so I, I can get it all for all these little. I can squeeze. I can, I can squeeze. squeeze these little copyright infringements here for now, real quick. But we're real two, three quick. years from now. It's quiet. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to, to start paying for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back shit. to the stems and really switch it up. But nah, that Meek project, like we were talking about before we started recording, the majority of the songs, overall, I think it was a solid project. Overall, I think it was a solid project. I'm not a Meek fan. Like, I'm never really running you know, to Meek. You know, me neither. Me neither. But I think because... And I wasn't... I think it because of the cause that he was fighting this time. Yeah. He was able... That was... That, that call, like, him fighting the whole criminal justice system in itself is good promotion. That's a great promotion. You feel me? And it's like, you could tell, just listen, like, from the time he came out of jail and what, that was April, around playoff time? Mm-hmm. 
from the time he came out of jail in, in, in April and you listen and you watch the, all the Meek interviews that happened since then, you can mm-hmm. tell, you can see the growth from of course. years prior. So it's like, yo, I actually want to hear what Meek got to say on this project. Course. I actually ran to go listen to this shit. And, this, and it was it was a quality it was a quality body of work. And my only thing is though, I didn't really I wasn't really big on the um on the features. Like yeah, niggas body the no no nah, here, here's what I'm saying here's what I'm saying. Uh-oh. Niggas body the features. Be boy, careful I'm saying, what you say. Now, hold on, niggas body the features. But I mean like the tracks where you really heard Meek talking shit and talk like the criminal justice talk and talk about like the PTSD experiences of her nigga growing okay. up and shit like okay. that. Those were more so on the singles. The features was valid, but I'm saying. Uh-huh. It's two different types of content. Okay, I see. On what the you're features saying. and on the and on the oh, no, no, and on the um the singles. You know, as I get older, I'm gonna work on my delivery and shit. Cause listen. initially that shit did sound crazy. Listen, I did listen, 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 sound crazy. listen. Cause you just said Drake <laughs> was not I good. Pretty much, I pretty much said Drake ruins the whole all the niggas. Even Cardi walked on her shit. I ain't even listen. go front. <laughs> you was talking real crazy <laughs> of it. Even, even Cardi worked. Even Cardi walked on her shit. Like, all right, so. Mind you, you got B on there too, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's my French. <laughs> so, like, okay. Basically, I hear what you're saying, but like, this project for me wasn't necessarily uh fighting for a cause type project. It wasn't, you said? I don't think so, honestly. And. To stress on the features a lot, I feel like this project was, if you look at all other Meeks, mixtapes from like Flamers to Dream Chasers, all that, whatever, it's a lot of old, old Meek. It's a lot of just Meek by himself. Mm. Same kind of beats, same kind of flow, same kind of cadence. Right, it is mixtape beat. It's mixtape Meek. Yeah, it's real, it's real all one-sided Meek back then. Well, pre- Pre-lock meek. It was all just straight mixtape, you know what I'm saying? Straight ah 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 fire. Shit, even that that the, the the song with the um the song with the Dead President sample, that shit didn't even really sound mixed. Right. But it was hard though. Okay. Okay. So this this project now, when Meek got out of jail, this was more so, all right, I'm so versatile, I gotta start working with not a lot of people, but I gotta start showing people what I'm capable of doing besides just a regular old screaming scream on the track screaming on the track right. meek and I think that's nigga what ain't meek but he always scream on the track nigga yo nobody get that shit every time I say it nobody right. get that shit right like <laughs> niggas don't understand that meek really supposed to be like just some small, calm soft spoken nigga like right. meek like a mouse like nobody <laughs> like a church mouse nobody really peeped that until you, that's a good point good point but like this project for me I think it, it allowed me to be like for real mm-hmm. instead of like before he had to be dream chasers he had to be like Maybach with Rick Ross and them screaming ah, whatever flame those like whatever that had to be Meek now it's just like alright Meek we want to see how nice you could be with other artists and like that's the like the shit with him and Drake was stupid the shit with him and Jay stupid, stupid. like him and even him and Kodak was just like words that TikTok shit. That shit was. Violent. I was like, yo, that shit is tough. So like, my son Kodak. Like for him, for Meek to just work with different artists, you start to see his growth as an artist. As an artist, like, yo, this nigga is. Speaking of artists, I want to. I honestly want to write this. Keep saying artists. I don't know right. why. I don't know why either. <laughs> but I was going to say more than one. But. <laughs> 
like, I wish I could write Drake and be like, some real shit, like, you are a problem. Like, this nigga is really nice. <laughs> like, to compose an album, right? Yeah. Flow-wise. Not talking about just, like, flow on a beat. I'm just talking about an album. Yeah, track the, after the, track after track after track. The fluidity track. of the album in itself. This nigga knows how to fucking sell an album, son. <laughs> like, he's the only nigga I know who can make grown men sing other music. Right. Like, catchy shit. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Drake, I'm singing this shit again. Like, how? I know when the bling. Like, how? Shit like that. How? How? <laughs> Nigga Drake W have a nigga singing. It'd be, it be singing silly shit too. Silly shit. It'd be silly shit. Kiki. Like, I hate that shit. How? Like, this man Drake is so nice that he can rap sing at the same time. Yo, I was, I was, I, did you see Kanye's tweets last night by any chance? Mm-mm. All right, so pretty much long and short of it is he was saying, he was, he was still talking about how Drake feels as though, you know, Kanye was the one who told Pusha about the information, saying, yo, I didn't do that, shit like that. He was complaining about Drake, quote unquote, bullying him. He feels like Drake's trying to bully him. He was a superstar to bully him, and um, he said that Drake is doing a whole bunch of funny, shit, funny shit, doing interviews and talking about Kanye and things of that nature instead of calling Kanye directly to have conversation. And in the midst of this whole Twitter rant, he said that I paved the way. He basically said I paved the way for you. Do you think that Drake would be able to be Drake, who he is now, without Kanye coming before him and first pioneering off, the way? First off, if Trey Songs didn't give this nigga Drake. A, sh- a chance Drake wouldn't have been who he was. Like I said, Trey Songz. Okay, you want to come to me about Kanye West? Now, I see why Kanye is like all bent out of shape about it because he got snitched on because mm-hmm. he actually did fucking tell. Like when Drake, mm, according to Pusha, that's not how I went down. Listen, though. when Drake goes like this to the camera and I see bubbles of the conversation, you snitch, nigga. I don't care. I don't care what the case may be. All right? This nigga Drake Yo, said, I Drake showed... says goes for a lot of niggas. Nigga. nigga I, gotta, I gotta stop with that. Nigga showed you text messages of him and Kanye. He ain't show, he ain't show me. He show us. He showed LeBron. He showed LeBron. Listen, we don't know, we don't know saw, LeBron's soul. Man. I saw it like this. We don't even, <laughs> <laughs> we don't even Listen, know LeBron's soul. I saw, I saw blue. I saw blue, saw blue, blue and gray. Blue. <laughs> blue and gray. And that's all I need to see in a picture. Okay? A little song. Right. But like, I don't think I don't think Kanye paved the way for this nigga Drake. My argument to that is, I feel as though not like Kanye didn't pay. He like he didn't pave the way and say, "Hey Drake, pull up, walk down this road." But I think Kanye being Kanye and Kanye being like around the time, like he was a, he was a nigga who wasn't a gangster. Right? He wasn't a gangster at all. Like, he wasn't a hood nigga at all. You feel me? He pulled up and they accepted him for who he is. And I think Kanye doing that allowed Drake to be accepted much quicker and much easier. I think it would have been harder for Drake to be accepted for who he was. Because Brighton, a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas forget what Drake was before Drake okay. became this nigga. No, Drake was just some little young no, pony nigga before that. Nobody, no, see, no, no, no. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. First of, first off, Drake you think, was on you think TV. The grassy, you think that the grass nigga would have been able to be an artist without, yes, niggas pulling, without Kanye pulling up and being yes, accepted first? Yes, because, and here's why. Because at the time, niggas had Common, niggas had Talib Kweli, niggas had, um... What's his name? Who song Kick Push? Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco. They had all these fake woke conscious niggas really not coming out, but just dropping hits and whenever everyone's like, all right, cool. Kanye did the same thing, 
but was dropping bangers, okay? He was sampling different niggas. Drop, that's when Miracle Whip, I mean, I pushed him. I put, yeah. That's when that came out. Niggas all was just like, all right. Yeah, I forgot the bar. I knew what you're talking about. He though. was like, oh, this conscious nigga got bars for real. They're like, all right, we're going to start all this. White color bends. I pushed Miracle. Some shit like that. I pushed yeah, son. Like, once he once he said that line, that solidified Kanye. <laughs> like, that shit just, that's when we was like, all right, pink Oh, mayonnaise color bends. Oh, yeah, it was mayonnaise color bench. I pushed Miracle Whip. Right. Okay, so like that shit already solidified him. He was already wearing the backpacks. He already had his mouth already wide up. Niggas mm-hmm. was already feeling sorry for him. Like, like, come on, don't talk about how all oh, that paved the way. This nigga Drake was already on Degrassi. Okay, mm-hmm. he was already rapping on that show. They just didn't show it. And then then they got with Trey Song, like Trey Songs. Like he wasn't, he wasn't even popping. Chris Brown was popping at that time. Right. Chris Brown was the premier R&B nigga. Trey Songz, bro. Trey Songz, dog. He signed with Trey Songz. Not signed, but he did a track with Trey Songz and got big off of that. And then Drake started doing the same thing. Fucking um, when Wiz Khalifa first came out. Mm -hmm. Niggas, he wasn't like, he was, but he wasn't hot with it. But like, he came out with the pink polo sweater too and... Prep boy look, ah, ah, ah. Right. And when he got his foot in the door, niggas was like, we had Khalifa. So, Drake. I, mean, I, I see what you're saying, Drake but I still feel as though. I don't think Drake, I mean, I don't think Kanye paid for that. And I think the did. reason why Kanye is saying that as well, too, is because Drake looks up to Kanye. And I mean, at the time, son, like, like yo, at the time, Kanye, for me, I wasn't a big Kanye fan. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see why niggas was fucking with his albums. Like, them shits was hard. Was hard them shits was hard. Good quality. Like, music. who, who was it? Here's the thing. If if Kanye wants to pave way for anybody, he can pave way for all the niggas on good music. <laughs> fucking right. Big Sean, fucking um Kid Cudi, all these niggas who are like C to B list celebrities. Mm-hmm. He can pave those artists all, all they want. Like only nigga who on good music who's like legit nice is uh Push. Push. So who else is from good Big music? Sean, Big, Big Sean's still on good, um, good music. I don't... He drop in a minute, though. Big Sean never drops. Like, he drops once a year. Like, that's the thing. That's what. That's one of the Big Sean's biggest critics. Like, everyone be waiting for the next Big Sean project, but he'll drop something and then just be ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then won't drop nothing for, like, months. But, like... If you paving the way for anybody, pave the way for good music. Don't pave the way for Drake. This nigga Drake came into the game, stayed in the game, didn't do anything that sounded like you, and completely dominated in his arena. Kanye, what, what's what song relevant? Kanye's been putting out. Well, I can't say that because um, what's the song with him and Lil Pump? I like You're it. Such a yeah. Boy. But Kanye's not dropping. He's not dropping shit like Drake is dropping right now. Of course not. No, like nah, he, but he's not talking. He's not. That's the thing. He's not comparing himself to Drake right now. He's just saying overall. So what role did he pay for him? I told you, just the overall acceptance, being able to accept a nigga like Drake. Okay, it was so much easier for niggas to accept Drake when he first Drake. Came out. Drake said in one of his lines, he was like, "I'm break." <laughs> He's like, I'm doing, this, I'm breaking this speed limit on the roads that you bro, uh, made records for. So, all that paving the <laughs> paving he road. He paved the road for him to break records, though. But he's, 
breaking the speed limit while breaking the records. Like, he's destroying it. Like, it's not even a road anymore. Listen, listen. At the end of the day, I don't know what's going on in, within a superstar, superstar circle in life. I would them niggas know. just call each other. Them niggas, I don't even want to know. That shit's probably nasty. They should just call each other. You can't call someone like Kanye, dog. Kanye's, and I, I hate to, I don't want to say that, but like, Kanye's a different breed, son. You can't talk to that man like that. He thinks he's right, and he's, that's it. He thinks he's right. Like, put it like this. If Meek and Drake squash their beef, why can't Kanye and Drake squash their beef? Well, fake beef. Oh, I wouldn't say fake. I mean, my man. Why, why can't they just, yeah, I know what you mean. Though. Why can't they like, yeah, fake beef, beef, but why can't they just, why can't they come just come to an agreement? Come to like, some type of understanding. Of like, all right, are we done with this? It's, let's move on. I, I guess it's Kanye, but I have to say it's Kanye because you see what him and Meek did. Like, them niggas squashed the beef and made a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Like, a banger. I thought she was peachy between, well, then again, this little riff started, but look, that Yo, low key, this year. Cause low I thought she was peachy when they dropped Glow and all, that was more life. That's the last Kanye Drake record we had. It's different because, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I feel like it's different because now it's on Meek's project, though. I see what you're saying. I feel like it's different because it's on Meek's yeah, project. Been, I, I know, I see what you're saying. Because more life, that was the him and him and his beef kind of like died down on its own, and then this Drake shit are happening with Kanye, and just like, all right, let me add some more tracks on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I mean by that. But like, I, although I feel like this nigga Meek was a little talk about Drake a little bit too much in that album. <laughs> I was like, yo, all right, you guys are cool. You guys are cool. You guys are cool, but damn, nigga. Drizzy on a track with back to back. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Take all it right. easy. Take it easy. Nah, overall, I definitely do appreciate it. Respect the growth of Meek Mill. Yeah, man. I respect it too. I, so. I mean, there's not much music coming out for the rest of the year. I know today Kodak should drop. I ain't get a chance to listen to that yet, though. And I, I, there was rumors that Nas was supposed to drop a project, but I Yo. Guess it was just rumors. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little tight because I was anticipating a Nas album Yo, uh, after Kanye fucked that last one up. I heard uh, Cube drop something. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Grandpa Ice Cube dropped something. I'll take a look at that. I might have to take a look at that myself. I woke up when I saw I, I, I checked the um the Apple Music shit this morning. And I didn't see that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check back for that. I'm gonna take a look at that. There's no other music coming out that I'm into. Ty Dolla Sign dropped the album today too. I think I didn't I didn't see that yet though. Ty Dolla Sign he in might, jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's that's crazy, nigga. Nigga doing that's that cocaine. Son said he got a, he got a, if he get convicted that's fifteen years just like that it was on a, it was on a regular I, he got stopped on a regular routine traffic stop tape shit too I think how you got so much coke on you you doing fifteen dog fifteen my nigga that's hook king <laughs> bro I never heard a hook that Ty Dolla Sign ain't walk on I never heard a Ty Dolla Sign feature that he ain't walk on Ty Dolla Sign he's that nigga he's that nigga I ain't gonna hold you oh I'm pretty sure you don't. Most of y'all listeners probably don't either. Key Glock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Key Glock. <laughs> y'all need to type in your Apple Music. <laughs> type in Key Glock. You said Key Glock. Bless your, bless your ratchet eardrums just a little bit. <laughs> Not too much. 
Nigga said Key Glock. Yo, I'm telling you, Key Glock got some bangers, yo. Like Key Glock? I'm serious. Alright. Listen. Y'all heard that Key Glock. You can find it on Apple Music. Anyway, you stream music, Key Glock. <laughs> I'm telling you. I like listen I like his some of his tracks on there. But then again, I'm kinda ratchet, so. Gotta give him give and take. Key Glock. Alright, Brian's grabbing his keys now, which means <laughs> So we got you guys today. <laughs> Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, <laughs> send us to all your group chats, post to all your social feeds. Not the one with the bad bitches though, because I can't get in trouble. Because <laughs> <laughs> the feds are always listening. Said the feds did this. The feds gonna do it. So the the federalies are always listening. <laughs> you heard? <laughs> it's the King Bentley podcast. <laughs>